get much better than this. They look absolutely spectacular. Right now is the most nerve-wracking that you have. It's sitting there waiting. But as soon as they fire those engines, they pop them into gear, and they roll out of pit lane, it's time for business. Live from the streets of St. Petersburg, this is the NTT IndyCar Series on the IndyCar Radio Network. The opening race of the 2021 season may have marked the arrival of yet another young gun. First-year Ganassi pilot Alex Pelot led three times for 56 laps en route to his first series win at Barber Motorsports Park. Veteran Scott Dixon and Will Power completed the podium. Joseph Newgarden, who narrowly missed a title one year ago, experienced a rare DNF and now must dig himself out of a hole and back into contention. Lucky for him, he'll do so on the streets of beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida, where he has run the last two times. This this is Mark James. Welcome to the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Set to lead the field to the green flag today, another driver looking to rebound from a disastrous weekend at Barber. Michael Young is with Colton Herta. Colton Herta will start on the pole for this Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. And Colton, a near picture perfect weekend for you thus far. Not only your fifth career pole, but then quick in this morning practice session earlier today. This car seems to be picture perfect. Yeah, it seems like we have a really good pace on the long runs and on the short runs, um, which is good because you want to be able to get to, get up to speed fast, like in qualifying, and get the laps done to prevent the, from the undercut or the overcut. Um, and then also, it seems like the, the long run pace, we did a bunch of laps, and all seemed to be really good, and tire deg seemed to be really good, so I'm excited for the race later today. I knew that was a concern last weekend. Obviously, you didn't get an opportunity to find out about tire deg, but these reds, how are they going to be on the long runs? Did they fall off quickly? It doesn't seem like it so far, so it's going to be an interesting race, different strategies being played out. Um, and for the first time in a while here, you might see some guys run on used reds. So you might see some guys that prefer the red tires, and some might think that the blacks are better. So it could make the race really interesting. Best of luck today. Thank you. Colton Herta, fifth career pole. He will bring the field down for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. More from the field of 24, including the driver that starts on the front row alongside Colton Herta when we come back to St. Pete. Many good stories throughout the field. One of them, the front row start for Jack Harvey. Ryan Marine is with him. For the third time in his NTT IndyCar Series career, Jack Harvey will start from the outside of the front row. What do you make of that starting position, specifically here at the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, given the nature of turns one, two, and three here at this track? Uh, I mean, honestly, it was a great qualifying for the number 60 car yesterday, uh, especially with it being alternations home race. We want to do a good job for them. And, of course, Sirius XM as well. Starting P2, what does that mean here? I mean, it just means there's uh, 22 guys starting behind us, really. And I think the way the strategy may play out today, the track position is just going to be really important. So I just want to get through turn one and two uh, safely, get through the rest of the first lap safely, uh, and go from there, mate. So... um, if we can come out of turn one leading, that would be awesome. If we come out in second, that would be fine. Uh, we just don't really want to go backwards on the start, obviously, and we just want to keep pushing forward. Help us through the strategy. What options are available to you, especially starting so far up in the field? Uh, I think it's just going to be a two-stopper today, mate, honestly. I think a lot of people are going to be on that strategy. I think then, because of that, the windows are kind of tight, so... You know, maybe there's only going to be a lap difference between when you see people pit and, uh, you know, whether they pit on the side, early side of the window or the late side of the window is going to just depend on uh, fuel numbers and whatnot. But um, 
I think uh, two stoppers is what we're looking for probably today. Best of luck. Thank you. Jack Harvey will start second in the Sirius XM Auto Nation Honda for Meyer Shank Racing. Pre-race festivities at about 23 minutes past the hour. Our, driving, our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us when we come back to St. Petersburg. Visit with our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton. Let's update you on the manufacturer's points after Barba. Barber, we should say, Honda leads Chevrolet 90 to 73. Time for an HPD engineering update with Michael Young. It's time for our HPD engineering update, and we're here with Kelvin Fu, the HPD director of program management. Kelvin, a fantastic kickoff to the season. A big win at Barber and HPD coming out strong. Honda, just a great program already in 2021. Yeah, it was a great win for us. Uh, it's a tribute to the teams and the strategy and also the performance and fuel economy of the Honda, Honda engine. So we're, we're thrilled to start the season off with a, with a win. And we kick off the weekend here at St. Petersburg with a poll by... Colton Herta, another Honda driver, and a fantastic result for the team. Yeah, Andretti really came through. Uh, Colton's a great young talent. We're really excited for today, first three course of the season. We're excited, uh, but you know the, the field is really tight, and we know the competition is coming for us really strong. So it's going to be a great race today. We're looking forward to it. Talk a little bit about the race today and what we expect to see from these Honda engines as far as strategies and and, and what will happen. Fuel economy, I think, will be the biggest key. I think fuel economy is going to be a big key for us. Um, you know, we, we've always had a slight advantage in that, in that direction. But also, it's going to be up to the teams. I think a lot of teams are going to be looking at alternate strategies. And um, I know some teams were a little disappointed with the performance. But, you know, the, it's a tight field. And uh, I think at this point, any of maybe 10 to 15 cars could win today. Best of luck to you. Thanks a lot. That's Kelvin Pugh. He is the Program Management Director at HPD. And that is your HPD Engineering Update. Colton Herta, Jack Harvey, the front row. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us. And, uh, Davey, you heard our our comments from uh, the front row. Uh, Jack Harvey, very matter-of-fact, he said, ideally, at the start of the race, you know, if we get the lead, we get the lead. If not, we'll settle into a race pace. That's probably a pretty good idea, given what can happen through turns one and two. Yeah, these two guys, you know, Jack Harvey, we've seen the speed that he has. He could definitely get the lead from Colton Herta, but these two guys, they want to finish uh, this race. Harvey wants to get a win, obviously. Herta had a terrible weekend last week. He wants to get to the checkered flag, but they sit in the best spot, guys. They're first and second right now. There's no reason they can't stay there. Strategy's going to be all over the map right now, but I do expect uh, that these guys are going to take care of each other for a couple reasons as well. They're, they're not teammates, but they are. Technically, Harvey uses the technical alliance from the Andretti Autosport team, so you hate to have basically kind of two teammates somewhat get together in the first corner. So hopefully it all plays out, but you never know what New Garden and Paginos, those other teammates, they could try to send it in there three wide, maybe even four wide, so they may be stuck into, into a bad situation. It's going to be fun to watch. If Joseph didn't have the experience of a couple of championships under his belt, might he be the kind of guy that would take Take a few more risks at the start, given uh, the fate that befell him at uh, Barber Motorsports Park. Do you expect Joseph to kind of be a, a bit reserved at the start, or if he sees an opening, he's going to go? Well, we, we, he's, if there's an opening, he's going to take it, but it, it's going to be an opening that's safe. He's not going to He's going to throw a lot of risk out there. He's one that, you know, obviously, uh, unfortunately, I should say, he was the one that, uh, that caused the incident last week. And, 
really just caught him out. Just you know, not he didn't do anything intentional to or a bad move. But Carter just turned and got some tire spin and caused a big accident. So you know he doesn't want to do that again. So he's going to be fairly cautious, even though he's won this. He's a you know the past winner of this race a couple times. He knows how to win the race, but he also knows you have to get to the end of this race before you could win it. Will Power, nine-time pole sitter here, had an obvious mistake in qualifying yesterday. He'll roll off 20th. What could Will Power do to get to the front today? Well, I, I think it's going to be exciting. I, you know, you, you hate to see some any bad luck on anybody and, and, and them not do well, but Will Power is a guy that's going to be exciting to watch, I think. He's going to move his way up front. I feel very confident in that now. you got to always remember he's back there where things happen and, and a crash or a, a big pileup happens. He's kind of towards getting into it, so he'd have to watch out for those. But if it can go clean and he can get out in the open and starts playing the strategy and, you know, that lightning-fast Penske pit crew, um, I I expect to see him, um, you know, he has an opportunity to win this race. By the way, and he wouldn't be the guy, I think 21st, if you, if I'm right, Mark, is the, the farthest back right. anybody's won it from. He's 20th. He could win it from there because somebody did it already. But uh, uh, I, I keep eye on that guy. Sebastian Bourdais was the one who did that from 21st. We look at the starting grid. We say about half the field starting on those Firestone Reds. Explain the tire strategy. Yeah, so, you know, the rule is here that you have to start on one sticker set of the Firestone softer compound red tires, and you have to run the... The, you don't have to start on those, but you just have to run a sticker set, and you have to run a sticker set of blacks throughout this race. So a lot of these guys feel confident that that red tire is going to have good management. It's going to last throughout this stint. And um, and I don't know if they're stickers or, or, or if they're the scuffs yet. I have to look. But uh, um, I expect that there two of their stints will be on the reds and one on blacks for most of these guys. Uh, we will update the road to Indy and all of their activities and going on throughout the course of the weekend. Their championship chase is underway as well. We'll do that with Rob Howden when we come back to St. Pete. Another busy weekend for the road to Indy. Let's catch up with the insider, Rob Howden. Uh, a lot of young talent on display on the streets of St. Petersburg this weekend. Yeah, you know what, Mark, this race, normally the start of the season, and, and we've seen so many drivers who have worked their way through to the NTT IndyCar Series kick off well here at St. Petersburg. It's uh, rounds three and four for the program this year. In the USF 2000 Series, Christian Brooks, the young Californian, coming back for his uh, second year in the category with exclusive Autosport, and the guy that won the final race of 2020 here at St. Petersburg actually came back and swept the weekend, taking a massive point lead. Huge weekend for exclusive Autosport, his team, uh, Christian's team uh, Matt Round Garrido finishing in second on uh, Saturday in race one. Yuvan Sunder Murthy, the, uh, the opening round winner in third. Uh, Brooks able to come back. A late restart. Uh, he was able to get by Kiko Porto on that restart to sweep the weekend back-to-back jacks for the Californian. Michael D'Orlando, Mark, came in third spot. He was upside down on his head earlier in the day, but finished third in the back end of that double header. Moving to Indy Pro 2000. Really, it's been a couple of drivers who have worked their way through the road to Indy. Former uh, USF 2000 champions Braden Eves and Chris and Rasmussen goes both getting wins. Eves on the pole for race one, able to score the victory to stretch out his point lead. But Rasmussen really was a driver to watch for J. Howard Driver Development. First year in the series for that team. First year for last year's USF 2000 champion. Rasmussen came back, did a tremendous job getting the win on race number two. Indy Lights, Mark, you were part of it. Kyle Kirkwood and David Malukas seems to me like those guys are going to be starting off a pretty cool rivalry throughout the season. Yep, uh, well done, Rob. We appreciate it and uh, may actually hear from David Malukas a little bit later on in this broadcast. We look forward to that when we come back. 
Jake Query, Nick Yeoman will join us. Help set the stage to call this one for you today. We'll also go trackside for pre-race festivities here on the streets of St. Petersburg. couple of minutes away from going trackside for pre-race festivities. Let's bring in the guy who's going to help us call the action today. And a couple of blocks away, but 12 stories up. He can see plenty of racing today. We say good afternoon to Jay Query. Good afternoon to you, Mark. And once again, it is a spectacular view here in St. Petersburg, Florida. First Street is just below me. And what I can see is all the way down to when they take the right-handed turn that is turn number three and then underneath the Syntec Bridge. It is a long six-block or so jaunt, although it doesn't take long before they take the right-handed turn that is turn number four. That is 12 floors below me. I am on the balcony of Squaremouth, the travel insurance company that is always so hospitable here. And it's great when I look out over this facility, Mark, and I can see most of it before they go around Pioneer Park to see the fans that have showed up here in, of course, what are unusual circumstances. And I want to say a particular hello to my friends from Indianapolis that I know are here, Jill Troja and Jeff Wilson. Jeff's daughter Hannah is with us in spirit here, and it is so good to see that they are able to out uh, come out and enjoy this weekend of watching the racing under the sunshine in St. Petersburg. Always good to be here and look forward to a great race today, Mark. Thank you, Jake. Look forward to the call, and uh, they will uh, clear the Mahaffey Theater set up for the Dalek Museum. That's a very tricky left-handed turn. Uh, try up and uh, frustration uh, at that particular corner. Calling the action there today is Nick Yeoman. Yeah, there's no doubt in between the parts that Jake and I will call that that's where the racetrack gets very technical around that Pioneer Park with a couple 90-degree right-hand turns. But you're right. They really start to roar through the RPMs. It's a good passing point down in turn number 10 where you've got all those yachts and uh, race fans on either side of the racetrack. It's a left-hand 90-degree turn. There's curbing to the inside, Mark. If you get there first, get to the inside, you can pull off some passes. But if you swing wide, there is a tire barrier and a concrete wall that can reach out and grab you. Should be fun down there in turn 10. What a thing, Square Mouth Travel, for providing Jake Query is turned position on their balcony high atop the 12th floor of the city center in St. Pete. Square Mouth hosts the largest number of travel insurance providers and policies that offer coverage related to the COVID-19 pandemic, including cancellation, medical benefits. Get an instant quote at squaremouth.com slash IndyCar. Let's go trackside. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the CENTCOM Joint Service Color Guard from McDill Air Force Base presents our nation's colors. Today marks the last presentation of colors for Intelligence Specialist First Class Andy Almont before he leaves for the Drill Instructor Academy. Please remain standing as Chaplain Jason Holt of IndyCar Ministry offers today's invocation. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather once again and enjoy some racing. In this moment, we just lift up our drivers, teams, safety personnel, and spectators for your hand of protection to rest over us that we might have a great and a safe day of racing. We also just pray for our brave men and women serving overseas and within our borders, keeping us safe to be able to gather like this. But most of all, we say thank you for the hope and love available to all at the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Here today to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome the Vox Nova Chamber Choir from P Pinellas County Center for the Arts at Jonathan C. Gibbs High School. Oh, say can you see by the dawn 
hear it for the Vox Chamber Choir. Today's flyover at KC-135 from the 50th Air Refueling Squadron from McDill Air Force Base. Here's today's starting lineup. Row 12. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Row 11. Max Chilton, England. Ed Jones, Dubai. Row 10. Will Power, Australia. Connor Daly, United States. Row 9. Romain Grosjean, France. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Row 8. Marcus Ericsson, Sweden. Takuma Sato, Japan. Row 7. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Ryan Hunter Ray, United States. Row 6. James Hinchcliffe, Canada. Alexander Rossi, United States. Row 5. Alex Below, Spain. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Row 4. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Rinas VK, the Netherlands. Row 3. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Sébastien Bourdet, Le Mans, France. Row 2. Simon Pagenaud, France. Joseph Newgarden, United States. On the outside of Row 1. Jack Harvey, Lincoln, England. And starting on the pole. Colton Herta, United States of America. Moving ever closer to the green flag. Last year, Mindy Carr made a pledge to support diversity and inclusivity through the paddock and at each of our events to get an update on some of those initiatives. Let's check in with Katie Kyle, who's with a member of the IndyCar community who's on track with diversity. Tim Lane is the fueler for Felix Rosenquist on the number seven car with Air McLaren SP and a transporter driver. Tim, first of all, how did you fall in love with racing? I believe everybody loves racing. I just grew and grew, grew with it. You know, like when you're a young boy, you race your, your dad or your mom, and so you always love racing. And then you start seeing the cars go fast and feeling the power. So you just get more involved in it. And that's all this was. I just got more involved in it and wanted to get, wanted to get more involved in it. What's it like to be a black man in this sport? It's uh, eye-opening. It's a little bit nerve-wracking, too, you know. It was to the point where I'm like, I got to be on my A-game because I didn't want to mess up or stand out. I wish that there's some way to let young black people know that, hey, you can come out, you can seek this, you know, whether it's a driver, engineer, working on the pit crew, mechanic. When you came into the NTT IndyCar Series, there wasn't really that much diversity. Where have you seen the series take big steps, especially within these last few years? I give a big shout out to Roger Penske for the whole Force Indy team. I think that's a very big step. And for them to push their name out there with it, to give them some backing, it's, it uh, helps for the young generation. I feel like that's, that's what you got to aim for. I- any race, any nationality, you want to see someone like you 
there and you feel a little bit more inclined to do it. And I feel like that's that was a big step for Force Indy. I'm here, yeah, but I feel like Force Indy's story is out there. We got young kids out there driving, mechanics, uh, managers saying that, hey, we can do this too. Everybody can do this. It's here. You have to want to get it, you know? I'm Katie Kyle. That's On Track with Diversity for the NTT IndyCar Series. Thanks, Katie. You can hear more of that interview on our website. Go to IndyCar.com backslash radio and click on podcast. The command to start the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg when we come back. Less than two minutes to the command to start the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Want to bring our uh, driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, back into the mix. And Davey, uh, looks like pit window. First one going to open up around lap 27. Then maybe get to lap 65. Uh, we mentioned Will Power starting 20th. Anybody deep in the field bold enough to attempt a three-stop strategy? I think so, guys. I think there are some guys going to uh, attempt it. And, and I think the guys that we'll see do that, though, if a yellow comes out early, if a yellow comes out early, I expect Power, Grosjean, Rosenquist, Erickson, Sato, McLaughlin, those guys that towards the back half of the field, I see them jetting in, getting getting some fresh tires, getting a load of fuel so they can go a little bit farther than the guys in front of them and then just play the game out. We know we can make it in two guys. And last week, a two-stop strategy, or a, 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 the two-stop strategy was was the way to go. The three-stop did not make didn't make it. So. Uh, um, but what do you have to lose? It's hard to pass on track. So, yes, there will be some three-stop strategies out uh, there. Much is made about turn one and the difficulties leading up to turn two. But throughout the course of the yesterday and today, a lot of the issues uh, with that straightaway that leads to turn four and the straightaway that leads to two, turn ten. Those are two troublesome spots, Davey. They sure are, guys, and that's uh, that's the one where guys uh, we see the runoffs being used up at those areas, and they're the passing zones. Fun to watch getting down to those areas, but we see you can go four wide going into those corners, guys, but you can only go two wide through them. So it's always exciting to watch it. Cart ran here in 2003, no one at 04. The IndyCar Series returned in 2005. Joseph Newgarden goes for the three-peat. Let's go trackside. Race fans, it's time for those most famous words in all of sports. Here to give the command, please welcome today's Grand Marshal, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I got it. Are y'all ready? Everybody ready? Racers, start your engines. Four cars rolling alive along the starting grid. We mentioned Joseph Newgarden looking for his third consecutive win on the streets of St. Petersburg. So we thought, who better to take us on a lap around the streets of St. Petersburg? Joseph Newgarden has our course description. Starts off with a long front straightaway going into turn one. Toughest part of the track to try and keep it behind you, but the best opportunity for overtaking. Flows right into turn two very fast. Uh, hard to keep the car underneath you. Super fast corner into turn three directly after that. Uh, right into the next best passing opportunity, turn four, big braking zone. And then it gets really tight. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all tight section. Hard to get around people. But really important to keep your rhythm up. And then you come off turn nine onto the back straightaway through the kink coming into turn ten, which is another braking zone you could potentially pass people, get through turn 10, and you're shooting right to the final chicane on the track for 11 and 12. Get through that chicane nice and clean, and then you're working on a hairpin of 13 and 14 and try and get you back on the front straight. 
Thank you very much, Joseph Dugarden. Good stuff, as always, as the cars leave the grid. Uh, we want to check in with our pit reporters one final time before we go green, see who and what they'll be keeping an eye on this afternoon. Let's start with Ryan Marine. Uh, Mark, plenty of fantastic stories in the first half of the pit lane. Simon Pagano trying to recover from an invisible outing, so to speak, at Barber Motorsports Park last week. He'll start fourth here today. How about his countryman, Sebastian Bourdais? He's got two consecutive top five finishes in NTT IndyCar Series competition for the A.J. Foyt Racing Team, looking for a third here on a track he has already won at twice, although apparently having some issues leaving the grid. But also very curious to see what the youngster from the Netherlands can do. Renas VK qualified seventh but was not happy with it whatsoever. He told me after that qualifying effort, I've got a car that should be on pole. He's going to be starting on a set of sticker red tires. Watch for the Dutchman to be aggressive right off the bat. Certainly one to keep an eye on as he seeks his first NTT IndyCar Series win. How about you, Michael Young, on the other end of the pit lane? Well, very warm day. That's first and foremost. The ambient temperature, 82 degrees. Track temperature, 104 degrees. But it's the humidity, 84% humidity as we stand at the start of this race today. I'll be keeping my eye, of course, on Scott Dixon. He's been on the podium oh so many times. One of the few tracks he has never won on. Obviously, Pato Award will be very good here today. Alexander Ross. Can Joseph Newgarden three-peak this afternoon? Can Jack Harvey get his first win? And how about Colton Herta? He has been fantastic thus far this season. As far as the qualifying goes, just had that rough start last weekend. Colton and Jack Harvey will start on the alternate reds. Newgarden and Pagano will start on the blacks. We'll see how tire degradation goes. Looks to be a two-stopper. Going to be a fun one today here on the streets of St. Petersburg. And the good news is Sebastian Warday was able to get that car underway. He has left pit road and will join the field. How about the guy? going to call the race for you today. Let's start by uh, welcoming back in Jay Query. Thank you so much, Mark. I am watching Colton Herta try to get a little bit of heat in those softer compound red tires. It was a radio problem for Sebastian Bourdais that has him hustling on his horse, trying to get caught up back to the field as everybody works their way through that turn four and five combination. Again, when you take that right-handed turn number four, you've got to be very careful because you don't want to get too high to the outside lane because you have a left-handed turn number five, and if you get too high, you can end up in those Firestone tire barrier, so you want to make sure to be careful. Everybody working their way here. The sun has decided that it would like to watch this racing unfold, Mark. There were a couple of clouds in the sky that it was tucking behind just a half an hour ago, but now it has come out and is drenching this racetrack in what should be an excellent day of racing here in St. Petersburg. Single file as they head toward turn 9, 10, and 11, Nick Gilman. Yeah, no doubt about it. We see Sebastian Bourdais hustling his way to catch the rear of the field. Uh, just got past Dalton Kellett as he's going to try to get up there, Mark, to take his starting position in the fifth spot. Pace car making its way out of the final hairpin. Uh, one more parade lap, it looks like, here on the streets of St. Petersburg. But it is a beautiful field of 24 cars. One to go being given to uh, Colton Herta, our pole sitter. Everyone making their way out of turn 10, Marcus. We're set to go racing here in St. Pete. Good friend Tom Hansing in the flag stand this weekend here on the streets of St. Petersburg. And uh, Davey Hamilton, good news for these drivers in terms of tracks conditions. This thing about as grippy as it's been all weekend long. 
the tracks as best as it's been and the good as it's going to get. And, guys, the rain seemed to stay away. Little chance of some sprinkles about 11 o'clock today. They've diminished. There's no, it's nothing but sunshine, a few light clouds. So, guys, it's going to be a great day for a great day for a race. Yeah, Nick, we, we kind of had our fingers crossed that maybe we'd see just enough to maybe affect the tire strategy and go to those wets for a handful of laps. Yeah, it's always interesting when there is rain in the area. There's always that chance. But uh, it looks like, at least for now, the sky has cleared up. Things are looking good. And Mark, uh, good to report. Sebastian Bourdais, that car refired. Everything good with that radio issue that Ryan Marine was talking about. And he has rejoined in his starting position in fifth. Uh, multiple winners here over the years. Joseph Newgarden, as you mentioned, has won the last two after Bourdais had gone back-to-back. Juan Montoya went back-to-back. Uh, Will Powers won here a couple of times. Uh, James Hinchcliffe, a winner here. Elio Castroneves with three wins. The Lake Dan Weldon, of course, won here along with Ryan Briscoe. Paul Tracy won the first race here in 2003. And so uh, I, I guess when you get it figured out, uh, it stays figured out. And, and that's been the case of late because we've had back-to-back winners going back to 2015 and Juan Montoya. So Herdy, uh, Herda and Harvey on the front row. Joseph Newgarden, Simon Pagino, and uh, Sebastian Bourdais through the first couple of rows along with Pato Award, VK, Dixon, Rayhold, and Pelot, the top ten. Looks like a pretty solid formation off of uh, that final turn back onto that airport runway which serves as the straightaway the twin green flags fly and Colton Herta is going to grab the top spot as they fan out about four wide behind him and now they go two by two although back in the field about ten positions they stay four wide looks like everyone so far is in pretty good shape as Colton Herta holds on to P1 that shape for Colton Herta is good because he has himself a three-car length advantage. Sebastian Bourdais might have the most action behind him. It's Rita's VK trying to take a peek to that fifth spot. He is not able to make a move, but Roman Grosjean further back in the field managed to get inside of Felix Rosenquist through turn number five. Yeah, Bourdais got into the back of Newgarden's car there in turn number one, right into the right rear tire of Newgarden's machine, but everything starts to settle in as it is Colton Herta leading the field to turn number ten. It's about a two-car length advantage over Jack Hart Another three back to third place running Newgarden. Uh, front three or four already gaining some measure of separation. Uh, good for no Joseph Newgarden. He got that little bump on the start, and it did not have an impact whatsoever on that car. Meanwhile, Sebastian Bourdais is the aggressor most assuredly as they get back to the start-finish line to complete lap number one. He is literally tucked right up underneath the wing of that car of Simon Pagino. They make the right-handed turn. They stay right there, hooked up nose to tail as third place Joseph Newgarden starts to pull away from Pagano and Bourdais as they set up for turn four. French battle for fourth because right now it's Simon Pagano that has it and Sebastian Bourdais, his countryman on red tires, is right behind him. But they again stay about a half a car length between the two of them. Everybody now clean, everybody single file as they work their way through turn number five. Pagano in all gold, Bourdais in black and white as they make their way around Pioneer Park. This is again the battle for fourth. They're trying to track down Joseph Newgarden, but it is Bourdais all over the rear wing of that Team Penske, that Australian gold machine marked through turn 10. Looks like Simon Pagano will hold on to fourth. Surprisingly clean start, Davey. Things look like they were going to bottle up down there in turn number one, but everybody settled in nicely and we're single file. I only seen one bump, and that was actually Bourdais in the back of uh, Newgarden. And looks like he does have a little bit of nose damage, nose wing damage, guys, on that uh, right front nose wing. Doesn't look major, but I've seen some on the end plate, maybe a piece 
wiggling around there a little bit. The guy that did do good on the start, how about Ponto Award losing three spots, going from that sixth position down to ninth. Herta, Harvey, Newgarden, Pagino, Bourdais, the top five. VK, Ray Hall, Rossi, Award, and Dixon, the top ten. Hunter Ray is 11th, Hinch is 12th, Sato, Pillow, and Erickson through 15th. Then it's McLaughlin, Rojan, Rosequist, Daly, and Power through 20th. Jones, Chilton, Kellett, and Johnson as they start to set up. They head toward the Mahaffey Theater and into the view of Nick Yeoman. And we got a good battle for the fifth position shaking up as uh, Bourdais has lost track of Simon Pagino. And, Mark, he's got Renus VK all over the rear wing. Yesterday, VK, a little frustrating qualifying seventh. He thought he had a shot for the front row, thinks he has a good car, and he is wearing out the French veteran Bourdais as they set up for 14. Yeah, Graham Rahal, Alexander Rossi are trying to keep pace with that battle, and uh, Scott Dixon also looking to move up. Uh, we've been watching Will Power. We thought Will would make a move to start this race and improve on that 20th position. He hasn't been able to do it yet. But as Nick stated, the battle right now is for that fifth position, Jake Query. It's Bourdais, VK, Rahal, and Alexander Rossi. The cherry red machine of the sophomore Renus VK starts to pop to the outside, trying to draw a beat on Sebastian Bourdais as they work their way through turn number four. Then in turn five, Bourdais was clean in that lefty of turn five, and VK just simply went right in his tracks. He's right on the heels, Mark, but not able to make a move just yet. Out of turn number eight, it'll be Bourdais that leads this train. A slight little rip to the front of the nose of that car for Sebastian Bourdais. He gets a strong charge heading to turn 10. He'll hold off Renus VK by a car length. Then it's Ray Hall. And then Alexander Rossi, Mark. He made a big move on the start. Rossi's gone from 11th all the way up to 8th. As is often the case here, Davey. Out front, certainly the place to be. Nobody knows that better than Colton Herta and Jack Harvey. Yeah, taking advantage of that nice, clean air, getting maximum downforce. Got to remember, the farther back you go, the slower you get just because of the dirty air that you're going to deal with. Plus, under braking, it's, you have to judge where the guy in front of you is going to break, and that actually slows you down just that little bit. So on these kind of courses, uh, the farther up front you are, that clean air, the faster you're going to go. And right now, that is definitely hurt of checking out a 1.7-second lead over Harvard. Uh, Scott Dixon has improved a position. Dixon now under the, uh, up to the ninth position after he dispatched a Pato Award. And Nick Yeoman, by the time they get back around to your vantage point, you'll see that Ryan Hunter Ray is working on Pato Award for the 10th position. Yeah, Dixon made that pass down the front stretch and has pulled about a two or three car length gap over Pato Award, who set the pole at Barber Motorsports Park. But you're right, it's now the driver of that DHL Honda, Ryan Hunter Ray. Didn't even get to complete the opening lap at Barber. And Mark, he's sitting in there in that 11th position, running down Pato Award. Uh, Herta has opened up his lead now to 1.8 seconds, 1.9 seconds over Jack Harvey. Joseph Newgarden was sole possession of third. Pagino is starting to step out a little bit uh, from Sebastian Bourdais. Bourdais got some comfort, Jake Query, but not so much for Renus VK. He has the sixth position, but he's being stalked by Graham Rahal and Alexander Rossi. And it's so funny because VK was drawing a beat on Bourdais, but now, to your point, drops back just a little bit. Ray Hall is right there on him. Ray Hall on those primary black tires, really trying to reel in on VK. But he's got to worry about Rossi, who's running his heels through seven. This group makes their way around Pioneer Park. Bourdais' advantage over the sixth place running VK is two car lengths, but it is Graham Ray Hall who is charging in that red, white, and blue car for Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan. Not close enough, Mark, to get alongside. He'll sit right there in that seventh position. We'll complete six laps. This time by your top ten, Colton Herbert, Herta, Jack Harvey, Joseph Newgarden, Simon Pagino, and Sebastian Bourdais. 
Renus VK, Graham Rahal, Alexander Rossi, Scott Dixon, and Pato Award, the top ten on the streets of St. Petersburg. About ready to complete lap number eight, 2.3 seconds to lead uh, by Colton Herta over Jack Harvey, Joseph Newgarden third, Pagino Bourdais, the top five, but we have been watching Graham Rahal absolutely wear out Rita's VK. They've reached the start-finish line now. This is the battle for the sixth position, and Rossi and Dixon aren't that far away, and Jake Query, the safest guy right now with Sebastian Bourdais, he's about a second ahead of VK and Rahal battling for sixth. Which is so funny because that's what we were looking at was could VK catch Bourdais. Now VK's got to worry about Graham Rahal. And then, as you mentioned, Rossi, Dixon, and Pato, who are all right behind him. You gap back a little bit before you get to Ryan Hunter-Ray, who just coughed up a bit coming off of turn number five. But that group in front of him, right now you can throw a blanket over him evenly spaced throughout. VK on the alternate red tires. Graham Rahal on the primary black as they make their way through turn 10. Graham Rahal takes a peek to the inside. Not close enough enough to show Renus VK a nose. That sophomore driver from the Netherlands, for another lap at least, Mark, will hold on to that sixth spot. Again, uh, Rossi's got the pen and paper in hand. He's taking notes on this battle most assuredly. This is the battle for the sixth position. It's Renus VK and Graham Rahal. A little further back, pretty good battle for the 11th position. That's Ryan Hunter-Ray and James Hinchcliffe. Okay, Davey, uh, we see that drag race go side by side into turn number one, but Graham Rahal can't make that pass stick. Well, he has great drive coming off turn 14, guys. I see the in-car camera from Rossi behind him, and Graham really gets off that corner good. Just can't get enough uh, extra speed to get up beside that car of uh, of uh, BK and, and and make that pass. So right now, BK he looks strong. He, although he's lost uh, track with, or lost uh, some position with Graham Ray. I mean, with uh, in front of him with uh, Bourdais, and Bourdais has a. a Torum knows. I think, Nick, you've seen that as well. There's some wires and maybe a, some, some kind of electronic maybe hanging out at the front of, of his nose piece. But also, that could be giving him a little fresh air coming in that nose as well. Uh, might be that in-car camera, the two that was damaged in that incident. So, Davey, we're about 10 laps in now. What have we learned, if anything, about the difference between the reds and the blacks? Well, right now, guys, I'm going to tell you that those reds may be falling off a little bit, as we talked about, with Bourdais falling back just a little bit. VK, you know, getting, falling into the grips of Rahal, and he's on the black. So I think the reds are a little bit slower, although you can't go off a of Herta and Harvey, right? Herta was still uh, really, those two guys have three seconds on third place. So their reds seem to be good, but they're out in that fresh air using the tire they want. Look on the track, though, too, guys, if you can see. A lot of marbles starting to generate. Those red tires starting to disintegrate just a little bit, starting to wear off, generate, create some marbles in some of these corners, which means if you get offline, you could be in some trouble. A question about those who might employ a three-stop strategy. Ryan Breen says we may have some answers now. Yeah, I got one right now. I think that uh, two guys have been in. That is Kellett Daly so far uh, to make a, a stop. Kellett on lap seven, Daly on lap ten. Uh, just made those stops, and uh, so we'll see if there's some more some more takers. Yeah, Davey's exactly right, guys. We've got Ed Jones about to come into the pit lane as well. He's running back in 21st. That's been about where everybody that has come down pit road so far has been running. So not a huge surprise. We got a battle on track though. Graham Rahal putting the pressure on Rena's VK. He took another look and a gun he again he couldn't finish it can he close as they start to set up for turn number four jay query 
as they start to set up, VK starts to go wide, entering turn number four. Again on those red tires, Graham Rahal and Alexander Rossi just behind him on black. Rahal not able to make the move through turn number five, but he is right there. You get the feeling, Nick, that Rahal is simply waiting for his opportunity to pounce. Well, i got to tip my cap because he was remarkably patient down there in turn one. Looked like he could have shoved it up the inside. Thought better of it, though, here as we're just on lap 11. They'll approach turn 10. Renus VK gets there first. He'll take that red and black car off the red and white curbing, just very nearly caught the wall. They'll have about a two-car length advantage over the American. Again, for those who keep track of touch th- such things, Connor Daly's 22nd. He stopped on lap 10. For Ed Jones, lap 11, he's 23rd. Dalton Kellett stopped on lap number 7. He's running in the 24th position. Now it's Renus VK in 6th. Graham Rahal in 7th, not far behind. 8th place running, Alexander Rossi. Ninth place running, Scott Dixon. 10th place running, Pottawa Ward. is all start to head toward Jake Query. That whole group now starts to enter turn number 4 and does so as Colton Herta has already, with the lead, worked his way around Pioneer Park. Renus VK is getting closer to Bourdais, but he still is not able to shake free of Graham Rahal. Yeah, in fact, it's about a half a car length, the advantage around Pioneer Park as Graham Rahal, again, just looking to set him up any which way he can. That battle rolls out of turn nine. Graham Rahal really close, takes a peek, moves over about a half a foot of driver's left to try to get around VK. Not close enough in 10. It looks like Mark it's going to have to come down that long airport runway. Uh, two and a half seconds to lead now, by the way, for Colton Herta, who's now led 12 laps. Uh, Jack Harvey has about a three-second advantage over Joseph Newton. Garden. He leads Simon Pagino by about a second and a half. He has a four-second lead over Bourdais. Graham gets a nice run down into turn number one. Can't make it happen. He's pedaling that red, white, and blue United Reynolds machine, Jake Query, for all that is worth in trying to track down Renus VK. Gotta wonder if he's just waiting, thinking that BK's tires may fall off a little bit more prematurely than do Graham's. Again, Ray Hall this time very low through turn number five. Rossi, Dixon, and then Pato tiptoed with the same diligence there towards turn number five, very low down. Then you wait just a little bit, just a couple of seconds, and then Ryan Hunter Ray comes into view. Problem becomes, Jake, every lap that he waits to make that move, that's another lap that the leaders, Herta, Harvey, Newgarden, Pagano, and Bourdais, can start to pull away. No change, though, Mark, through turn 10. It's still VK holding on to that spot by a half a second of a Ray Hall. Uh, is Graham's mindset affected at all, Davey, by the fact that he's on blacks and VK is on reds and they're now 14 laps into this stint? Well, I think that that's, for one, I, I, I honestly think that Graham is going to be that guy to run the red tires, maybe one stint in the middle of this race and then go to the black stint because he sure has speed on those blacks, has a lot of confidence in him. So I think he's learning a good lesson where some of these guys on the reds starting to fall off pace just a little bit, guys. And, and, and if you're in a long run, if this goes straight green to the first stop, you could be in trouble. Uh, Nick, we got to give this kid VK a lot of credit because yeah. Graham has been absolutely wearing him out. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that has just been a fantastic battle and Renus VK uh, has not made a mistake. He has been picture perfect, lap in, lap out, not opening the door for uh, Graham Rahal. He's done a great job holding on to that six spot. A pretty impressive run so far by Colton Herta. He started P1. He stayed P1. He's 2.3 seconds ahead of Jack Harvey. Joseph Newgarden is running in the third position. Pagina was fourth. Bourdais is fifth. VK, Rahal, Rossi, Dixon, and Award the top ten. 
Ryan Hunter-Ray, 11th. James Hinchcliffe is 12th. Takuma Sato is 13th. Alex Pelot is 14th. Marcus Erickson, 15th. McLaughlin is 16th. Roshan, 17th. 18th is Rosenquist. 19th is Power. Chilton is 20th. 21st, Jimmy Johnson, 22nd. Daly, 23rd. Ed Jones, 24th. Dalton Kelly to Ryan Marine on pit road. Interesting radio transmission out of Sebastian Bourdais a moment ago. His pit crew told him we're about halfway through this uh, this set of reds. By the way, we've got Jimmy Johnson off track. That might be breaking out a yellow in turn 13. But Sebastian Bourdais was asked, we're halfway through this set of reds. Can they make it? And he just said, I don't know. So tire wear, definitely an issue. He's dealing with some graining on the left front tire. So Nick Yeoman, Jimmy Johnson, it rests against the tire barrier off the final turn. Yeah, it's that final hairpin corner where Jimmy just uh, drove a little off the racetrack, getting a good shot. Doesn't look like there's a lot of damage to the uh, the front of that race car, nor is the left front tire towed in or towed out. I think Jimmy just trying to find a way, Mark, to put that car in reverse so he can rejoin the action. You can see him fiddling around on the steering wheel. Of course, this is new to him. Not a lot of time to practice backing the car up, but as of right now, he sits stranded just off the racetrack in turn 13. Yeah, we see that car lurching forward and backward as he's trying to get it back underway. So clearly it's still under power and uh, he's trying to get it in gear, get it backed up, get it going in the right direction. Have not seen a caution yet. Uh, activity on pit road picks up and uh, we see Grosjean on pit road. We also see Will Power on pit road. Let's go to Michael Young. And they're going to Blacks this time around, Mark James. They thought there might be a caution coming out. He got a half a turn of that front wing. A battle with him and Roman Grosjean off a of pit lane. Also coming down, Felix Rosenquist, along with Max Chilton. Yep, we saw Max Chilton uh, come on to pit road for service. As Jimmy Johnson continues to sit off that final turn into the tire barrier. Can't not seem to get that car back in the right direction. With 17 laps complete. Herta, Harvey, Newgarden, Pagno, and Porte, the top five. We pause 10 seconds for state identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Uh, well, Davey Hamilton, caution on the course for Jimmy Johnson. Uh, AMR IndyCar safety crew getting him back underway. And um, uh, Davey, let's face it. Uh, Things may have started to fall the way a bit for the likes of Will Power, Roman Grosjean, Ed Jones, Dalton Kellett, all of those guys pitted just before that caution came out. Yeah, that's right, guys, and, and I don't know if it's going to help them or not. They had no choice but to take that advantage of it, but uh, it seems that some of these guys that have committed to the two-stopper are still going to stick with it and not come in on this yellow and make it a three-stopper for themselves. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see the guys that did pit on how their tire wear is going to last. Now, they have more fuel. They have more opportunity to do some stuff, uh, you know, some strategy things on down the road as we see Jimmy Johnson ba- actually bounce his way back onto the racetrack letting guys go by. Looks like it may be a little bit of a damaged nose piece there, and uh, but he'll get, get in that pit lane and uh, we'll get green momentarily. Updates from Pit Road. Uh, Ryan Marine, we saw Max Chilton come on to Pit Road for service, but he was awfully slow getting back underway. Yeah, our turn announcers have picked up on the fact that it looked like he was laboring around this track, and it appears that it's a transmission issue. Problems selecting gears for Max Chilton. That car is here on pit lane. The Carlin Racing crew going to work, trying to get to the bottom of that, if at all possible. It's been a difficult weekend thus far for Max Chilton. How about on your end, Michael Young? Yeah, I've been listening to our leader, Colton Hurdy. It's radio transmission. His father, Brian Hurdy, calling the shots for him. Brian said to Colton, just keep those tires clean. He's very happy. 
happy with these Reds thus far, and they are going to potentially go on that two-stop strategy and not try to pit here, but we shall see as the pits are open this time by who's just talking and who's really going to show their hand. Uh, we have had, in terms of caution period over the years, in 2018 we had eight uh, caution periods and uh, 29 laps a couple of times uh, in fact of four we've had as few as two caution periods that's the fewest and so um, uh, we did see Colton Herta right before we went caution uh, Nick uh, made it plenty wide I believe it around that Pioneer Park area and might have barely touched uh, one of the walls here at uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, in the Indy Lights race earlier today, David Malukas was doing the same thing. I mean, you have to hang it out to go faster, Mark. Uh, but there's no doubt for Colton Herta, he was uh, finding every inch and then some of the racetrack. So 19 laps complete, full field rundown. Herta, P1, then Harvey, then Newgarden, then Pagino, then Bordet. VK, Ray Hall, Rossi, Dixon award the top 10. 11th Hunter Ray, 12th Hinchcliffe, 13th Sato, 14th Below, 15th Erickson, 16th Daly, 17th McLaughlin, 18th Rosenquist, 19th Power, 20th Rojan. Dalton Kellett, 21st, 22nd is Jones, two laps down, Chilton. Jimmy Johnson went four laps down before they got him back underway. And uh, Colton Hurd have been the dominant car. He's led all 20 laps now. Yeah, it's been perfect so far. Jack Harvey's, uh, you know, throughout the first 20 laps there, Mark, stayed within a, a couple seconds. It looked like Joseph Newgarden. That was the car who might be making a move uh, in third position. He had fallen to about four or five seconds behind. And right before that caution came out, he had gotten that deficit below four seconds. So interesting to see if maybe those primary black tires starting to come to Joseph Newgarden a little bit and uh, it's going to be really interesting Mark because now the gap for Herta and Harvey the lead completely erased so if they have you know gone over that sweet spot in the red tires this could be an interesting couple laps as we go racing uh, well the the top 15 have yet to pit that is through Marcus Erickson so again Herta your leader Harvey Newgarden Pagino Bourdais, the top five. Rossi, by the way, plus three on the day. Daly's plus three. Dalton Kellett, plus three. Ray Hall's picked up a couple of positions. And uh, Ryan Hunter-Ray has picked up a couple of positions as well. Below has lost four spots. Award has lost four spots. Green flag flies that it is all Colton Herta. Everyone single filed all the way through the field as they set up for turn number one. There is plenty of brake smoke, though. Sebastian Bourdais leaves a little room but shuts the door on Rita's VK as they scream for turn number four. And another good battle was between a pair of Penske's. Joseph Newgarden had Simon Pazino just behind him. Graham Rahal finally got past Rita's VK. And now Alexander Rossi's going to try to do the same thing. VK shut the door through turn number five. But on the restart, Graham Rahal finally gets that real estate he'd been governing. Rossi had to jump way out of the throttle as VK gathered it back up. And now Rossi's car wiggling around Pioneer Park as he's trying to hold on to the eighth position with the IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon all over the rear wing. Leader into the turn number 10. It is Colton Herta, but Mark, problems may be coming up for Renus VK. Let's find out from Ryan Marine. Well, I heard a transmission from Ryan Hunter-Ray's team that he's right behind Renus VK, that VK might have a tire going down, and he needs to be aware of that. At the moment, no activity in the Renus VK pits, but that's definitely a situation to keep an eye on. Colton Herta, pretty comfortable on the restart. Six-tenths of a second, his lead. Simon Pagino working on Joseph Newgarden, the Penske teammate, slugging it out for the third spot, Jake Query, as they head to you. 
eyeballing them as they come in towards turn number four. It is Colton Herta, then Harvey and Newgarden, followed by Pagano, Bourdais, Graham Rahal, and Renas BK. Scott Dixon managed to get around Pato O'Ward, but he still has Alexander Rossi in front of him. Leaders making their way around Pioneer Park, but Mark looks like we've got a car slow heading to turn four. It looked like he and Sato got together, Davey Hamilton, and that may have resulted in a cut tire for James Hinchcliffe. Exactly what happened down in turn one, trying to make a move. Sato coming underneath it. Slight uh, contact. Obviously sliced that right front tire of Hitchcliffe. So we see Sato comes flying underneath there. Actually, it has their wheel to wheel. Hitch uh, kind of pitched him down, or Sato pushed him up. They'll, they'll both argue that point, but uh, in the day, it gave a flat tire to Hitch. And Nick Yeoman thinks got a little hairy in turn 10 moments ago. Boy, we wish went three wide through the exit of turn number 10. It was Will Power and Roman Grosjean, and one of those drivers bounced off the wall. There's got to be some damage to both Power and Grosjean's car on this uh, opening restart, Mark, as we got back to racing. Things got a little wild and woolly after that restart, most assuredly. Colton Herta has opened it up to a nine-tenths of a second lead, and Nick Yeoman, we're looking at the replay now, and it was Will Power, Ed Jones, and Roman Grosjean. Yeah, Ed Jones picks up two spots as he gets around both of them, but Power made that car really wide. Grosjean went all the way to the turn 10 wall, and then as he gathered it back up, Mark, back out onto the airport runway, Grosjean decided to get the left side tire, so uh, that purple car for the former Formula One stars, he gets the wall again around Pioneer Park, not as wide as I think he'd like it to be. A pretty good battle on the racetrack right now. It's Alexander Rossi who owns the eighth position. It's uh, Scott Dixon and Pato Award uh, that are chasing him down. An update from Pit Road with Ryan Marine. Well, we saw James Hinchcliffe make it in. They got four fresh tires on that car. He's back out, but he's lost a ton of time and didn't get confirmation that all the tire pressures look okay for Venus VK. They're not sure why he lost speed there momentarily. He lost a couple of positions, but he will be able to fight on. And uh, Jake Query, James Hinchcliffe comes right out in the middle of all of those drivers that are battling for position back in the field as they head toward turn number four. Yeah, and the guy that actually had a, for a moment was hung up was Graham Rahal. Hinchcliffe finally let him by, but Bourdais and Pagano had cleared Hinchcliffe, and Hinch was kind of in a tough spot there between four and five, but he managed to get enough room that Graham Rahal was not hung up as well. That's a really good battle, Mark, for that fourth position between the two Frenchmen. It, uh, it developed early in this race. Now Pagano with about a two-car length advantage. Scott Dixon takes a look to the inside of Alexander Rossi, and how about another late dive by Takuma Sato? He gets to the inside. Mark Hill wrestle away the 11th position for Brian and that car wiggled enough to the point that he may have barely touched that outside retaining wall. Running just in front of them is the seventh place running machine of Alexander Rossi. And Rossi has a ton of company. It's Renas VK, Scott Dixon, Pato Award, and Takuma Sato. Dixon gets a pretty nice run on Renas VK down into turn number one. Meanwhile, Alexander Rossi starts to pull away from that battle. Jake Query, it's the battle for the seventh position. Already been a very active day for Alexander Rossi in terms of the traffic that's taking place around him. Right now, you have further back in the field a pretty good battle. It, again, it's Roman Grosjean and Felix Rosenquist. They are caught up behind Ed Jones. The leaders are already set up at Colton Herta for turn number 10. Around Pioneer Park, it looks like Alexander Rossi bobbled just a little bit as he's trying to hold off Renas VK for that seventh position, Mark. Uh, an update from Pit Road with Michael Young. 
Yeah, Dale Cohen got on the radio just moments ago with Ramal Grosjean, asked him if the car was okay. Bring it down pit lane if you need to. We'd rather get it checked out now. Ramal got back on the radio, said we're fine. They had blacks laid out, but they took those tires back off a of pit wall. He'll stay on the circuit, and he'll continue to battle. Uh, over this stint, since we went back to green flag racing, while Colton Hurd is able to check out from Jack Harvey a bit, the news not so good for Joseph Newgarden, uh, uh, or we should say Jack Harvey in terms of Joseph Newgarden, Jake. That's the battle for the second position, and Newgarden's right there. Yeah, Newgarden is really starting to dispatch away of his teammate Simon Pagino behind them because he's drawing a beat on that second place running Jack Harvey. Working their way through turn number five. Then it's that combo between six and seven. And as Jack Harvey gets ready to set up for that long straightaway with his yachts to his left, he hopes that he doesn't get anchored down because Joseph Newgarden is coming very hard on that rear wing. And it is like a fist fight in a concrete cage around this racetrack. Battles all over the place. Looks like Harvey, though, for now, Mark, will be able to hold off Joseph Newgarden, but further back, we got cars all stacked up in turn number 10. Yeah, and just in front of those cars that are stacked up from uh, from Rossi on back is the battle for the fifth position. Sebastian Bourdais, adopted hometown, won here a couple of times. The guy that got his first career win is Graham Rahal. Graham Rahal has a very fast race car, and he is working on Sebastian Bourdais. Again, there's a long line of cars stacked up behind them. Looks like Rahal and Bourdais going to battle it out into turn number one, but just behind them, Scott Dixon is finally going to make quick work of Freenas VK. Jake, it'll come to you momentarily. You'll see Dixon in front of VK with Pato Award and Takuma Sato running just behind them. Well, an award was not running behind VK for very long. Boy, he got very aggressive, tried to go to the inside, couldn't make the move through four, then popped to the outside, still can't make the move on VK as they work their way now into turn number six. This is the battle for the ninth position. Renus VK just lost that spot to Scott Dixon, and that car, the handling, starting to go away. Boy, Pato Award has got the nose of that car right up underneath the rear Firestone tires of Renus VK. They'll approach turn 10. Award with a late charge to the inside. He'll make the pass. Right behind them, Mark, move Marcus Erickson up a spot. He'll wrestle away the 12th spot from Ryan Hunter-Ray. I think Erickson tried to get two for one there with Hunter-Ray and Takuma Sato. Pretty strong move by that youngster into that corner. Now we see Ed Jones getting a little aggressive off that final turn. He's trying to pick up a spot, and what are we doing? Takuma Sato wants to go three wide down into turn number one. He's got VK to the high side. They squeeze uh, Pottawell Ward out. So, Jake Query, here they come. Nose to tail through the through seven positions now toward turn number four. Uh, it is like single file until all of a sudden that clump, and literally everybody is bunched up. We're talking about Ryan Hunter-Ray in front of that, then Alex Pillow, Erickson, and then as well you get Ed Jones there. They are really starting to bottle up here. Dalton Kellett is the very rear of that group as they all work their way now around Pioneer Park. How many more laps can they race this way? Renus VK got passed by Takuma Sato. He's trying to hold off Marcus Erickson. This is for 10th. Erickson charges to the inside, thinks better of it. Marky Jumps out of the throttle. He'll stay right behind Venus, Renus VK at the exit of 10. Well, we say he's going to stay behind him. They set up for 11 and 12, and they start to go too wide, but nothing doing. And they've got to be careful because uh, they've got Pato Award that is set up uh, just behind them. So it's VK and Erickson. They go side by side as we see cars start to break off and go on to pit road. So pit stops are underway. Our pit reporters are there. Let's start with an update from Ryan Marie. Here comes Renus VK. This is a little bit early, but he said these red tires are gone. It'll be a set of sticker blacks for Renus. They take off a pair off as well. No wing adjustments. 
but this is going to make it a bit difficult to make it on the two-stop strategy. Ryan hunter Ray also in and out of my section of pit lane. Michael Young, anybody starting to scurry around on your end of pit road? They're warming up, Mark James, but they're not ready to pit just yet. Brian Herta just got on the radio two laps ago with his driver, Colton Herta, said, let's try to hit fuel 88. If we can do that, we can get one more lap in. So fuel strategy already playing into this game. Uh, the two-stop strategy is going to be certainly the, the call of the day for Colton Herta, but we expect to see him in at about five laps or so. Lap 29, Davey Hamilton, that window supposedly opened at lap 27, and uh, your philosophy is, of course, as we see Joseph Newgard pick up the second spot from Jack Harvey. As soon as that window opened, in your mind, it's time to go to pit road. That's right. Time to get in. Just in case that yellow is to come out, Mark, you're gonna, you you want to keep your track position. So I always count backwards from, from the final lap backwards. And the second I get in that pit, as early as I can, and still make it in, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's when we see some guys like Newgarden peeling off, uh, or some of these guys peeling off. I don't think Newgarden is one of them, but actually, uh, I think uh, Dixon, is he coming in right now as well, potentially? Well, we might see the difference there, Nick Yolman and uh, Jack Harvey. Joseph Newgarden are getting around him. That's the difference between the reds and the blacks with Harvey on the reds. Yeah, the good news for Colton Herta is it took Joseph Newgarden long enough to get around Jack Harvey that the advantage is four seconds. But Newgarden already going to start clawing into that lead. But, Mark, I don't think Jack Harvey is done having his hands full as Simon Pagino all over the rear wing. They may be side-by-side into turn one. Yeah, Newgarden is all by his lonesome as they get to turn number one. Now Simon Pagino was going to take a beat to the bottom of Jack Harvey, and Jack Harvey's going to be able to shut the door. And just behind them, Jake, it's uh, Bourdais and Rahal. So pretty good battle from third through sixth. All of a sudden, again, I wanted to peek in on Pagino trying to get that third spot from Harvey, but Ray Hall is really right there on Sebastian Bourdais. That might be the best battle on the racetrack. Nick, as they work their way around Pioneer Park, still hard to tell how exactly that's going to settle out. Yeah, Harvey's caught tires definitely falling off, and it is stacking up those two Frenchmen behind him. It is Bourdais in that uh, black car, Pagino in the gold cars. They approach turn number 10. Simon not close enough to get inside of Jack Harvey, but a Again, Mark, it's stacking them up. You've got six cars there, the final car being the lap-down machine of James Hinchcliffe. Uh, Ray Hall's got uh, uh, Rossi and, and Dixon and now Sato. They're all right there. Matter of fact, Sato's picked up a couple of spots. I'm telling you, Takuma Sato has a very fast race car. It's uh, not been a good weekend for him through practice and qualifying, but clearly he found some race pace in that final practice session, and he's got a setup that he likes a lot. Newgarden, Harvey, Pagino, Harvey, Pagino, the best battle. That's the battle for third, Jake. And now all of a sudden, Sebastian Bourdais entering four wants to get a really good look at that. As a matter of fact, oh, Pagino got just a little bit of a bobble on that rumble strip down to the inside, which gave just a little bit of breathing room for Jack Harvey. Yep, that's all the breathing room that Jack Harvey needs to at least hold off Simon Pagino for now. Pagino and that gold machine going to try to gather it back up. He's still within a car length. He's pulled away from Bourdais, and he's going to take a look to the inside in turn 10. Didn't have the run, though. Jack Harvey slams the door shut. He'll hold on to third for now. Two-by-two battle because Graham Rahal at the same time was taking a beat behind Sebastian Bourdais. This is the battle for the third position, and it is a good one. Graham Rahal swings a bit wider in terms of the setup for that final turn. It's able to tuck right up behind Sebastian Bourdais. We'll see if Pagino is going to set Jack Harvey up into turn number one. They're content to go single file. So it's Harvey, Pagino, Bourdais, Rahal, Alexander Rossi, even Scott Dixon a part of that jQuery. 
Yeah, big time kudos, by the way, to Graham Rahal. Started ninth, now getting up there and really kind of meticulously working his way through the field. But again, Harvey with Pagino just behind him. Then it's Bourdais and Rahal. They literally are like two different duos that find themselves in terms of sets about three car lengths from one another. Yeah, they all stack up around Pioneer Park. In fact, Jack Harvey didn't get off of that corner very strong. And Simon Pagino's charging through turn number nine. This may be the opportunity. Boy, Jack Harvey's car, though, Mark, awful strong all the way down to turn 10. He'll hold Pagano off again, separated by just a car length heading to the final corner. Uh, Davey, what's making Jack Harvey so hard for these guys to get around? Well, I think one thing with Harvey, guys, he's on those red tires. Pagano's on the blacks. Bourdais on those reds. Bourdais and and Harvey, matter of fact, here comes some guys. Harvey's coming in. Bourdais, both those guys on reds coming in right now. I think those tires are wearing out just a little bit. They need to get them off. Updates from Pit Road. Let's start with Ryan Marine. Damage to the front wing for Sebastian Bourdais. That's caused some of his tire issues on the front. It's off of reds and on to scuffed blacks. A bit of a slow stop on the right rear, but he's down and away. Michael Young. Further down pit lane. Yeah, keeping an eye on Pato Award. He's come in. Jack Harvey's gone to black. Scott Dixon also in. He's gone to blacks off of those reds. Good stop, as Ryan Marine said, for Sebastian Bourdais. A little slow on the Pato Award machine. He looks like he's also down and away. Looks Here like comes our leader. He'll come down this time. Looks like Dixon got out ahead of Sebastian Bourdais, in fact, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, from what I saw, I saw a lot of cranking on the front wings, too, for a lot of these cars. Pato Award making big changes uh, for Sebastian Bourdais. As Ryan talked about, the damage, and here comes the race leader, Mark. Uh, he has led all 34 laps. Here comes Colton Herta. Yep, Colton Herta has led all four, 34 laps on the day, starting on pole, That it looks like Joseph Newgarden is following him down pit road. Let's go to Michael Young. Joseph Newgarden will pit right in front of the machine of Colton Herta. Colton Herta going to Blacks on this second stint. Good stop for him. He's already down and away. They're trying to pack Joseph Newgarden full of fuel. Just about a second and a half slower than Colton Herta. Marcus Erickson also coming to the attention of his crew. They will go to Reds for this second stint. Good stop so far. Had a little problem with the fuel buckeye hitting that the nozzle into the buckeye. A little slow for Marcus Erickson, but a good spot for them. Or a good stop, I should say, for them. Back down to Ryan Marine. Graham Rahal has been on a charge thus far in this race. He's just left and gone on to a set of red tires. Love to keep an eye on his tire wear. He started this race on the primary blacks. Guys waiting to the end of the stint to stop. Davey includes Simon Pagno, Alexander Rossi, and Alex Pillow. Yeah, three guys, and they're gonna. I'm gonna say pit right now. Yes, there. Here comes Pagano. Let him a lap, anyways, guys. Getting in right now. Rossi's going to follow him on pit lane. Get some fresh tires on those cars. So Simon Pagano uh, slows that Australian gold machine up, and boy, what a sweet-looking race car that is! Great livery this weekend. Alexander Rossi is on pit road as well, and it looks like routine service for Simon Pagano. Just tires and fuel for him. Interesting to note, Davey. They didn't feel like they didn't feel. I'll tell you. Let's let's get the stop of Alexander. Rossi from Michael Young. Yeah, Alexander coming in, having problems with that right rear. Finally got it on, but that was a little costly. Alexander Rossi again on reds for this next step. Davey, let's go back and recap the stop of Sebastian Bourdais. We did see that front nose wing damage, but they didn't feel like it was significant enough to change it. 
Yeah, I don't think it's hurting a lot, Mark. It's right in the center of that nose piece, and we see some the camera dangling down there. Oh, as Graham Rahal goes in side by side right now with the hitch. Oh, oh man, alive! They beat each other up the hitch cliff, and Graham, oh, unfortunate for both those guys. Into the tires off of turn five, guys. Alexander Rossi, the 27 car, and the 15 of Graham Rahal. And fortunately for Rahal, Nick Yeoman, he's able to back away and pull away. Rahal took a strong look to the inside. They went wheel to wheel, and when they made contact, it flattened the right front tire for Alexander Rossi, and then Rossi was just a passenger. Also see a little brake fire at the back of that car. You're right, though, Mark. Ray Hall's able to pull away. Rossi, though, is stuck in the mud there in turn five. 37 laps complete. Caution on the course here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Before the break, we said caution on the course. Local caution only. Davey, we've taken a couple of looks at that two-car incident involving Alexander Rossi. Yeah, it looked like, you know, they were side-by-side side going in there. I mean, I guess you could almost make blame on either one of them. Just ran out of room, to be really honest with you. And when, as soon as they hit, it flattened Rossi's tires. Then it kind of pinned. He went straight, and it pinned uh, Rahal on the outside of him, guys. So got two guys running pretty darn good. You know, that seventh, eighth position, fighting it out. Both had pretty good race cars. Kind of end of the day, especially for Rossi. So, again, a local caution only. Ray Hall tumbles down to the 19th position. Alexander Rossi, a lap down at 22nd. An update from his pit box with Michael Young. Yeah, it was a front right tire, and they changed the front nose. You're getting a look at it right now. It uh, doesn't look too terribly damaged, but obviously damaged enough that they wanted to get it off. And again, it was that slow right rear on that pit stop cost them a couple of seconds. And unfortunately, they might, that might have been what put Alexander Rossi in that position. It's just a tough break. And Lady Luck just not smiling on Alexander Rossi in this uh, event thus far. 5.7 seconds to lead for Colton Herta over Joseph Newgarden. Pagano, Harvey, Dixon, the top five. Sada was sixth. Borde is seventh. VK is eighth. Erickson is ninth. McLaughlin is tenth. Eleventh award. Twelfth below. Thirteenth Hunter Ray. Fourteenth Power. Fifteenth Rosenquist. Grosjean is sixteenth. Seventeenth Jones. Eighteenth Daly. Nineteenth Rahal. Twentieth is Kellett. Twenty-first is James Hinchcliffe. Two laps down. Rossi in twenty-second. Jimmy Johnson is four laps down in twenty-third. Chilton, the only car listed as out of the race. He's in the 24th position. Sada was plus 9 on the day. Erickson plus 7. Power plus 6. McLaughlin plus 4. And uh, Ed Jones is plus 4. So uh, a pretty good run. All in all, Davey Hamilton for Takuma Sato. He struggled in both practice sessions, struggled in qualifying, and he's plus 9 on the day. He's worked his way into 6th. You know, he, he's he's a guy that looks impressive. As you said, they struggled all week in him and his teammate Graham Rahal. But Pato, how impressive, I mean, not Pato, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Sato, on, to gain that many positions in this race this early, up to sixth position right now, guys. He's on those red tires, and they may wear out a little bit early, but he is a track position. He, he, can, he can get it done right now. It's really impressive. Well, uh, good news. Earlier this week, as it was announced, that 135,000 fans will be in attendance for the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500. Happy to be joined by the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Doug Bowles. And how and when did we arrive at the number that's going to be allowed to enjoy the greatest spectacle in racing this year? Well, it's been a long-time conversation. really started last year as we started talking to the city and the state and others and thinking about how we could put on the Indy 500 in a very safe 
uh, an effective way. And ultimately, we settled on where we announced on Wednesday, we settled on it about Tuesday. So as soon as we knew, really, we decided we'd let our fans know. While it's not the Indy 500 that we all expect every year, it's a huge bridge from where we are last year. And we're really excited to welcome back a lot of folks to the 500 this year. And we can't wait for it, but I can't wait for 2022 as well. Does that number for race day apply to each practice day, qualifying at carb day as well? It does, and I would be thrilled if 135,000 people showed up to opening day of practice this year. What will it look like when fans arrive, Doug, just so they know what to prepare for when they come to the gate? Well, the biggest thing that I think folks need to be prepared for is we've been asked and we've agreed and we think it's the right thing to do is that everybody needs to wear a mask when they walk through the gate to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and really keep them on the entire time they're there. I know for some people this is a challenge, but I hope that they can step back and think, hey, this is how I get to come to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Indy 500 this year, and I'm going to I'm going to go right along with everybody else. I'm going to keep my mask on unless I'm having a drink or something to eat. So that's the first thing that I think. The second one is we're really going to ask folks, if they haven't had their vaccine, we encourage you to get it. We're not requiring it. But in order to make it easy, we're going to actually have more days in May when you can come to the Indianapolis First Speedway and get that vaccine. We think about 60% of our customer that comes on race day will be vaccinated. So we feel good about that. It's an outside venue. And then when you sit in your seats, you're going to have some spacing to the left or the right of you in your row between your customer Well, I'll tell you what, that number has been pretty hefty for sure, that the folks that have been vac- vaccinated at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Congratulations on that. Now, there is, of course, a race that kind of kicks off the month of May, the, the GMR Grand Prix. So what's the plan in terms of attendance for that event? Well, I just walked out of the ticket office, and the first thing we're going to do this weekend is start thinking about how we get people in their seats for the GMR Grand Prix. So if you've purchased your tickets for the GMR Grand Prix already, you're going to get an email from us pretty soon that lets you know that your seats are set. Here's where you're going to sit, and we still have tickets available for folks that want to come to that event. And I hope they come. Clearly, the NTT IndyCar Series is maybe having its most competitive season ever, and some unbelievable road racers that are in our series now from all walks of life, and I really can't wait to have them come to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the GMR Grand Prix to kick the month of May off for us. Herta, Newgarden, Pagano, Harvey Dixon, the top five. Sato, Bourdais, VK, Erickson, and McLaughlin, the top ten. We've cleared that first round of stops now at a 6.7-second advantage for Colton Herta. Road to Indy on display this weekend. Michael Young has caught up with our most recent winner in the Indy Lights. Yeah, David Malukas came home, second victory of the season thus far. You like race two, obviously. That's the ones that you do the best at. Uh, a great run today. People handing you drinks. You're just doing a, having a fantastic day. What a great run for you today. It looked like Kyle Kirkwood was going to make a charge late in the race, but you held that pace, and he came home with a victory. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Barber race two, we did really good, and now race two here in St. Pete, we did really good. Um, you know, I mean, we, we started pole uh, going off the bat, and, I mean, we had a bit of a pinball in the beginning, but, I mean, we looked forward and pulled, like, a three-second gap, and then I was like, oh, the last the last thing I heard on the radio was, okay, three-second gap, you know, keep your head down, everything's fine. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's a wall. I'm just going to, you know, like, give us some room. I'm relaxed, everything. And then all of a sudden I get another call, and they're like, uh, Kyle Kirkwood's uh, within push-to-pass range. Like, 
I need, you need to push now. And I, that's when I was just pushing it to the limit. I mean, I had no tires left, no brakes. I was all along the walls. I mean, there's even uh, videos of me just actually hitting the wall. Um, and I was giving it everything I could. And Kyle was just not making it easy. I was, I wanted to check my heart rate. I'm like, man, am I getting a heart attack? He's just right on me. But yeah, no, I mean, we pulled through to the end and it feels amazing. I believe we saw you hit the turn, the 14 wall coming off at, at a great race, though, all in all. And we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Well done. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's been amazing. So I can't wait for NDGP. So yeah, see you then. Got it. That's David Malukas, guys. He was the winner of race number two here in the AB Lights. Davey, as uh, that first stint progressed and we got closer to the fuel window, uh, we saw things get wild and woolly, if you will. Does that tell us that at the end of that scent, the grip's going to go away and guys who had comfortable leads are going to see those comfortable leads start to evaporate as we get closer to that uh, pit window? You know, it could be. Now, guys, right now, we've seen some of those guys back in the pack. And one guy that we've talked about that started 20th in this race, Mark, he's, he's right now 14th of Will Power. He's on red tires right now. He's not coming up that field like we thought. Not near impressive as Sato, as you mentioned earlier. But uh, Colton Herta, a seven-second lead, almost eight seconds over second-place new, new guard on those black tires. That tells me that he has a really good balanced car on that standard tire, not the softer one. But I've been impressed by all the close racing that we have so far early in this race. Now, as this race goes on, if there's no yellows, it's really became becoming kind of a one-lane racetrack in a lot of these corners. A lot of the marbles are offline right now, Mark. And as soon as you touch those, if you get out of line at all and get marbles on your tires, man, it's it's hard to hang on to these cars. Your braking goes away. The cars won't turn. They won't accelerate. And I think that could be just a little bit of what happened to Rossi right there when when uh, they got he got together with Graham. It pushed him out those marbles a little bit. So when even though he had a tire going down the right front, um, I, I just think he lost all grip coming out of that corner. It kind of forced them both up high. Like I say, unfortunate for both those guys had cars that could contend today. But right now, the Reds make it to the end. But I think in the long run, you want those blacks on, guys. Eight-second lead for Colton Herta and Nick Yeoman. Joseph Newgarden will close that gap if he's going to test the width of this race. Uh, yeah, one lap ago in Pioneer Park. I, I don't know what you would call that, Mark. Maybe a brush, maybe a kiss. He knew of, it. Of the wall. He a, felt it. A bank shot around Pioneer Park. You're right. He uh, he got it pretty good. It looks like the, the right side tires are both up, but he definitely made contact with the wall. And as Davey pointed out, it's reflecting on timing and scoring, Mark, as uh, he continues to lose ground on Colton Herta. The good news for Newgarden, he's got a nice little five-second buffer there back to his teammate of Simon Pagano, but Colton right now is uh, otherworldly in, on this racetrack. I mean, it is uh, it is a five-second lead uh, for uh, an eight-second lead, we should say, for uh, for Colton Hurdle over Joseph Newgarden. He has gone up uh, somewhere in the range of 1.2 to 1.3 seconds just in the last lap and a half. And Newgarden's been able to pull out to a five-second lead over Simon Pagino, but Pagino's not able to step away from Harvey much. Yeah, it's pretty interesting now that Jack Harvey finally got on pit lane and got four fresh Firestone tires. Seems like that Sirius XM AutoNation car has come to life a little bit more. And you're right, he is certainly within striking distance of Simon Pagino. And then right behind him, Mark, wouldn't you know, another quiet top five run for Scott Dixon in contention once again, doing exactly what you got to do to win championships. Uh, so plenty of separation among the top four or five. And then uh, from Harvey on back is where things 
start to get a tad bit more interesting. And we can find one really good battle right now, which is the battle for the eighth position. That's Renus VK, a couple of red and white cars, uh, doing battle with Marcus Erickson. They come off of that final turn, and they are literally nose to tail. And it looks like Erickson's got a good enough run down that runway that he's going to make Renus VK lift a little bit. Jake Query, they'll change from the way they were the last time they came to you. Marcus Erickson has the eighth position. And of course, wouldn't you know it now, the one that wants to get in and play with it is Scott McLaughlin. So why not just go ahead and put all three red cars in a bunch? Marcus Erickson right now in eighth, then it's BK. Then that rookie Scott McLaughlin in a Penske machine. So red cars running eight, nine, and ten, and they're working their way now through turn number nine. I think Rena's BK's new nickname is Mr. Excitement because he's been involved in every big battle so far today. So he gets passed by Erickson, falls back to the ninth position. He'll hold off Scott McLaughlin through turn number 10, but McLaughlin is right there, Mark, about a car length behind, and it's again stacked everybody up behind him. Pottawa Ward's in the mix, as is 12th place running Alex Below. Yeah, we have reached the halfway point now. McLaughlin gets a really good run off of that final turn and tucks right up behind him. Pottawa Ward and Alex Below are there. It looks like Below wants to make quick work of Award as they get to turn one, but Pottawa's able to pull away a little bit. So it's uh, Erickson, VK, McLaughlin, and award Alex Pelot. They all work their way back toward Jake Query. Erickson is threatening to leave that party kind of in the dust behind him. Then it's VK McLaughlin. They are running very tight. Then Award and last weekend's winner talking about Alex Pelot. You've got about a six-car length gap back before a couple of KG veterans then Ryan Hunter-Ray and Will Power. Around Pioneer Park, those drivers will work again. This is ninth on back. Renus VK comfortable through turn number 10 with Scott McLaughlin, the newest Team Penske driver moving over from the Supercar Series in Australia. New to IndyCar but certainly not new to St. Petersburg. He's about three car lengths behind VK as they set up for the final corner. At least early on, Davey Hamilton, Joseph Newgarden has nothing for Colton Herta. That lead's grown by eight-tenths just in the last lap and a half. Yeah, even if Newgarden got held up coming out of the pits behind Herta and, and he lost a little bit of ground, um, we understood that. But he is still pulling away, saying that about Hurt over Newgarden. Another second over the last few laps. He's He's been two, three tenths, uh, tenths of a second a lap quicker over Newgarden. So impressive. And how about that other Pinsky teammate, Simon Pagino, just kind of been hanging out there. Doesn't show a lot of speed, but just just knowing that Herta has a 14-second lead over that third-place car, Pagano. Battle for ninth, still good, Nick Yeoman. It's VK, McLaughlin, Award, and Alex Pelot. Yeah, those drivers work their way around Pioneer Park. It's just amazing how tough it is to put together a clean lap. Right when you think VK is under attack, he is able to put together a nice clean lap, and he holds another gap. Two car lengths over Scott McLaughlin out of turn 10. How about an update on Rita's VK from Ryan Marine? Let's keep in mind, he had trouble keeping the red tires under him during that opening stint, and he pitted several laps earlier than the strategy called for, trying to do that two-stop strategy. So he is definitely trying to save some fuel right here, and that might be part of the reason he's backing up here in this second stint. Uh, Mr. Consistent, 
continues to run in the top five week in and week out. That's Scott Dixon who's trying to draw a bit of a bead on Jack Harvey. He's about eight-tenths of a second behind Jack Harvey. And uh, Nick Yeoman, little by little, that race star is start, starting to come to Scott Dixon. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Dixon tried to run down that pink and black car, the Sirius XM AutoNation sponsored car of Jack Harvey. He's got about four or five car lengths to still make up. And then, Mark, it's Takuma Sato. Japanese driver's been charging all day. Sato comfortably in sixth, about three car lengths behind Dixon. Yeah, and it's a ways back uh, behind uh, Sato before you get to Bourdais. And then Erickson's got some breathing room now. And uh, Davies, since Marcus Erickson cleared Rita's VK, he's opened up a three-second lead. He, too, has a pretty fast race car. So Colton Herta is P1, then Newgarden, Pagino, Harvey, and Dixon, the top five. Sato, Bourdais, Erickson, VK, and McLaughlin, the top ten. Pato Award, 11th. Alex Pillow is 12th. Ryan hunter Ray is 13th. Will Power is 14th. Felix Rosenquist is 15th. Roman Grosjean is 16th, 17th, Ed Jones. 18th, Connor Daly. 19th, DeGram Rahal. 20th, Dalton Kellett. 21st, James Hinchcliffe. Two laps down at 22nd, Alexander Rossi. Four laps down at 23rd, Jimmy Johnson. Max Chilton, the only driver out of the race. We've had one caution for three laps. Three leaders, three lead changes. Colton Herta relinquished the lead for pit stops only. He's led twice for a total of 50 laps. Alex Pillow has led two laps, and Simon Pagino has led a lap here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Uh, 55 laps complete. Colton Herta has a lead of 9.6 seconds. Question, Davey, from a concentration standpoint. Is it tougher to stay sharp in the cockpit when you have almost a 10-second lead or uh, tougher to stay focused when somebody's bearing down on you and filling your mirrors up? Oh, it's for sure tougher when somebody's bearing down on you and filling your mirrors up. It seems like when you have that nice lead and you're just being relaxed, you click off faster laps than you would if somebody's really pressuring you. So right now, as we say that, and I know who you're talking about, that's Colton Herta with that big lead. Almost a 10-second lead, by the way, over Newgarden. Continues just to pull away. Unbelievable. You know, as close as these cars are, him him able to pull that kind of a lead out and, and continue to do it. So right now, man, he's he's in, he's in where every race, racing driver wants to be. That's in the front, no pressure whatsoever, got a little bit of clear racetrack, and it seems to be the lappers that he catches up to are playing nice right now and letting him by. Erickson and Bourdais stacked up behind Jimmy Johnson, but Jimmy Johnson's going to move to the side and let those two by. That's a pretty good battle for Nick uh, for, for seventh place, Nick Yeoman. We've been watching it for the last couple of laps. Yeah, it was Marcus Erickson who just took that seventh position away from Sebastian Bourdais with a strong charge down the front straightaway. Tell you what, Mark, hard not to be impressed with that uh, driver, that Husky chocolates car. Marcus Erickson's pretty fast today. Uh, Colton Herta, talking about fast, he just put Dalton Kellett a lap down into turn number one. And so far, Jake Query, Colton Herta's been on a Sunday afternoon drive on the streets of St. Petersburg. Yep, dispatches of Dalton Kellett. That gives him a buffer, so to speak. He works his way now into turn number four. No issue at all for that GameBridge machine. Black car with yellow accentuation on it. Then you have James Hinchcliffe again a lap down before Joseph Newgarden. So Newgarden, as he enters Pioneer Park and Colton Herta leaves it, finds himself with two cars serving as a barrier between himself and the leader. Yeah, and on the stopwatch, it equals 8.2 seconds as of right now as Colton Herta, Herta just throttles that car into turn number 10. 
And Mark, the thing that's been so impressive, he has not come close to those concrete walls all day long. That's how planted and hooked up that race car is. David, you've had a look at the multi-screen monitor the same way that we have, including the one that gives you an idea of what his hands are doing inside of that cockpit. What do you see about his car? What do you see about his line and the way it's handling for him that allows this car to be so bad fast? Well, I think his car's perfect right now. You watch him go through these corners, and you just see the normal feedback of the steering wheel. It's not understeering, oversteering. It's very solid as he goes through those corners. As he goes up to the gears, it's not no wheel spin. I watch the RPM lights come up. When they hit where it needs to, he shifts. Everything just seems to be so smooth. I've seen one slight mistake that he made the entire day, guys. That's when he put a lap on Kellett down in turn one, shot underneath of him. He locked his right front up ever so lightly as he went by him and got lead a teeny bit of tire smoke off of it. Other than that, I haven't seen him put a wheel wrong. VK and McLaughlin are stacked up behind Jimmy Johnson, Jay Query. That is the battle for the ninth position. Oh, Warden Pelot trying to get in, on that, get in on that as well. Jimmy Johnson goes ahead and lets those front two pass. Now everybody's going to go past. Jimmy Johnson darn near came to a stop seemingly to the eye in turn number five, but he was allowing everybody to get past. Everybody took that high line and made it past that 48 machine. Boy, I know he he said the fun meter is pegged, but I can't imagine Mark Jimmy Johnson's having a lot of fun. He just had to let about seven different cars get by around Pioneer Park. That is not easy to do. Give Jimmy some credit. Everyone got by cleanly, but it's certainly a couple Harry moments there around six, seven, and eight. What was that? Five, six cars that passed it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, boy, I tell you, as you mentioned, can't be having a ton of fun, and there's a couple of others that are drawing a beat on him now, a little bit further back in the field. That battle between VK and McLaughlin hasn't settled out yet. They've separated themselves from Pottawa, Ward, and Pillow. So, Jake, a couple of two-car battles. It's VK McLaughlin, then a Ward and Pillow. That's from ninth back to 12. Green is VK in year number two. Scott McLaughlin in his rookie year in car number three. He's trying to draw a beat on the Dutchman, but Scott McLaughlin right now finds himself about a half a car length until they exit turn five. Then VK got a little bit more speed in the exit of the turn. That allowed him to try to get some room from himself and the driver from New Zealand. Yeah, that New Zealand driver McLaughlin's been working really hard over the last four or five laps trying to find a way for Renus VK, but VK, the driver from the Netherlands, has done a good job holding them off. Through turn number ten, he'll keep a two-car length advantage mark over McLaughlin as that battle for ninth continues. 60 laps complete. Herta, Newgarden, Pagino, Harvey, Dixon, the top five. Sato, Erickson, Bourdais, VK, and McLaughlin, the top ten. Award and Pillow through 11th and 12th. Then Hunter Ray, 13th, 14th, Power, 15th, Rosenquist, 16th, Rojan, 17th, Jones, 18th, Daly, 19th, Rahal. Lap down in 20th is Kellett. Also a lap down, 21st is Hinch. Two laps down, 22nd, Alexander Rossi. Five laps down, Jimmy Johnson, 23rd. Max Chilton out of the race in 24th position. Time to get up close and personal with an NTT IndyCar Series driver. Do so by taking a hot lap with Jake Query. 90-second hot lap. He is with PPG Team Penske. Let's get right to it here. You ready? Yep. Uh, question number one, people are going to notice your accent. You're from New Zealand. When yep. you grew up in New Zealand, who was your biggest sports hero? Uh, Scott Dixon. And to be racing him right now uh, and to be part of his era is very cool. Have very you admitted cool. to him that he was your hero? Uh, not directly weird? to his face, no. And I'm, you think I'm he scared knows to. Oh, well, I'm still starstruck. I don't know whether he's he figures it or he thinks I'm weird, one of the two. So when you were a kid in school, aside from watching Scott Dixon, your best school 
subject was what? Sport. <laughs> Just sport. No, but I like maths. I do like maths. So um, uh, that, that was probably... Sport I love just because I love kicking a ball, but uh, maths because I just like the problem solving. Uh, you're a married guy. Yep. How did you meet your wife? I met her in Vegas, out of all places. So uh, we, I, I was over there for a boys' trip and ended up... Uh, didn't marry her at, at a little corner chapel, but... Um, carried on the long distance thing for about eight months and then she moved to Australia with me. People in the United States would love to travel to New Zealand. Yep. You being native to New Zealand, your dream vacation is where? Uh, my dream vacation... Uh, I'd love to go to the Maldives, to be honest, and, and check that out. I heard that's pretty cool. Um, but honestly, to go home to New Zealand, Queenstown, New Zealand, it's a beautiful place. I highly recommend it to any American that wants to go to New Zealand. Next time you're asked that and your wife's around, you have to say, well, Las Vegas has been good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true, Scott true, true, your 90-second hot lap is complete. Thank you. We think that pit window is going to start opening up as we welcome everyone back to what has thus far been the Colton Herta test session today. I mean, (laughs) that's right. He's pretty much telling everybody how to do this right now. The young kid's doing a great job. And that pit window, Mark, is is open right now. I mean, lap 65 was the start of it. And not knowing what their fuel mileage is, uh, they could make it to the end, you know, from 65. And and I'm thinking that uh, some guys could take advantage of that. If a yellow comes out, guys, you could really take advantage of I do see one car coming down pit road right now. But, man, there's still battles. How about Will Power right now going underneath Pato Award, going down to turn one? We see Power starting to turn it on a little bit, guys. Yep, Jake Query, Will Power just picked up the 11th position. He passed Pato Award with Rosenquist and Grosjean running just behind him. That Verizon machine sets up for turn at number four and does so, keeping it down towards the inside as he works his way through four, then five. Then he's got those arrow teammates of Award and Rosenquist just behind him. Been a quiet day for Will Power. He started in the back of the field after a hiccup in qualifying, but Nick, he's on his horse trying to get his way up there towards that top ten. And he's pulling away from Pato Award. Award is struggling. He got passed by Alex Pillow a couple laps ago, and now he's trying to hold off his teammate, Felix Rosenquist. They'll play nice through turn number 10, but Mark, the back end of that five machine stepping out as both, uh, it is, it's the seven of Rosenquist and Roman Groshan trying to get around Pato. Uh, let's go to Pit Road, get an update on stops as that window opens up from Ryan Marine. Yeah, we've seen Ryan Hunter-Ray come in. He's out on blacks to finish out this race. Similar story for Rena's VK out on a set of scuff blacks running just inside the top ten here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Ramon Grosjean is now stalking Felix Rosenquist as Pato Award has gone to pit road. Jake Query, that's the battle for 12th. The rookie, and it's strange to say that for somebody with 10 podiums in terms of his F1 career, but Ramon Grosjean now working his way around turn number five. Ed Jones is trying to get that battle in view. He's got about 18 car lengths before himself and James Hinchcliffe. They'll make their way around Pioneer Park. It's Roman Grosjean trying to get on that seven machine of Felix Rosenquist. Rosenquist, about a five-car length advantage to turn 10. Michael Young with an update from Pit Road. Pato Award uh, had enough of those Firestone Reds. They went to Firestone Blacks for his final stint. And here comes Alexander Rossi after that issue on that last pit stop. Let's see how things go for him this time around. He will go to primary Firestone Blacks for his final stop and his final stint. Good stop, Alexander Rossi, down and away. Battle for fourth, getting interesting. Nick Yeoman, that's Jack Harvey, Scott Dixon, Takuma Sato, and Marcus Erickson. Yeah, those drivers have been slugging it out. They make their way around the right-hander 
corners of Pioneer Park. Everyone's separated by about two or three car lengths. It's Harvey in fourth, Dixon in fifth, Sato in sixth, and then a charging Marcus Erickson who runs in the seventh position. That's how they'll race, Mark, through turn ten. Yeah, Erickson has uh, picked off a lot of cars on the last handful of laps. And, uh, you know, once, once he was able to clear Bourdais, McLaughlin, and Pelot, he is all but checked out. Uh, again, Jack Harvey starting on the outside of the front row. And I know Jack wanted to be in contention. But uh, uh, let's face it, it's been a solid run for Jack Harvey. He's poised for a top five finish. Back to pit road and Michael Young. Yeah, Roman Grosjean going to have his final stop of the afternoon. His pit crew awaits him here on pit lane. They will go to Blacks for the final stop. And Colton Herta just now laying out as well. So it might be a second. We thought Grosjean was on his way in. He'll be out in a couple of seconds for the down pit lane. Let's check in with Ryan Marine. A Wednesday and the set of scuff Blacks to go the distance for Sebastian Bourdais. They've got nose damage that happened on the very first lap. It's been a difficult outing for the independent. Frenchman, but Forday continues to soldier on. He's back out and into the fight. Michael Young. Yeah, we've got all kinds of action down here. That was Ramon Grosjean on his final stop of the day. He will go with Firestone Blacks. Joseph Newgarden, Colton Herta, their final stops of the day. Over a 10-second advantage for Colton Herta. He will go with Firestone Blacks for his final stint of the race. This young man is just phenomenal. Oh, he'll be exiting right in front of Joseph Newgarden. They nearly collide. Joseph checks things out. They will put Firestone Reds on for their final stunt. Nice stop for the guys all the way around. He's all pulled up. Joseph Newgarden down of the way, Ryan Marine. Yeah, similar story. It's sticker Firestone Reds for the Aussie gold machine of Simon Pagano. He's going to have to make those last the distance. He's running in podium contention. Simon Pagano down and away. And an issue for Dalton Kellett, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, Dalton Kellett has come to a stop. I think that's right at the exit of the first turn. See a lot of smoke coming out of the back of that uh, K-Line insulator, insulator's machine. He is off the racing line, Davey, and I think IndyCar right now feels comfortable with leaving this race green. Well, I do think so. He is off the race line, guys. Very hard to get that position. But uh, who wants a yellow right now? That that would be Newgarden uh, to try to catch up to, to Colton Hurt at this point because right now Colton is just checking on this field. The only way he has a shot at him is for a yellow flag to come out and him try to catch out. But I do think Kellett's far enough off. Although, it's not safe for him to get out of that car and get back to the pits. I don't know if they'll leave him sit there for the rest of the race or not, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll have to just wait and see. Scott Dixon last pitted on lap 37, Michael Young. Yeah, the Wolfpack will go to work for the final time of the day. Boy, had a little problem with the brakes. The car is quickly checked up and then released really quick. But these guys do an amazing job. They'll put a turn and a half in that front way for Scott Dixon. His teammate, Alex Pelot, will have to check up. He nearly made contact with Scott Dixon here on pit lane. As things remain very busy, will power in for his final stop. Sticker Reds will be the call for the 12 team. The Penske crew will get Will Power filled up. He's away. Good stop, Will Power. And that pretty well cycles us through. Davey Hamilton, and uh, as we cycle back through, it looks like uh, uh, Colton Herta came through it unscathed with a huge lead over Joseph Newgard. Yeah, still a huge lead right now. Back to where they started right now, a 10-second leader, nine and a half second lead over Newgarden. So Newgarden's still hoping for that yellow, but guys. 
Remember, we, we talked about power starting in that 20th position, started working his way up. Well, he is in 12th, not what we expected to see, but he's got VK in front of him, and he's only about a second behind him. So don't don't count out power to try to gain some spots. I don't think he's, he's definitely not contention to win this race, guys, but doing a good job. Again, Sato's probably the best mover of the day, running that sixth position, and then and the guy that we don't haven't talked about too much today, and that's Scott Dixon. We did see at his pit stop a lot of these guys are like Dixon. A lot of, a lot of adjusting of nose wings, putting that nose wing in, meaning that they needed more front grip. And so I see a lot of the teams doing that. But Dixon, uh, he's silent there in that fifth spot, and Harvey's still hanging on from that outside front row start. Well, Davey, uh, adult Kellett, if nothing else, is going to have a good seat, I guess, for the rest of this race. It's not one he would like to have, but uh, he has come well off the racetrack to the inside the runoff. Area. I think it's where the pace car sits, as a matter of fact, just inside of turn number one. And it looks like they are going to leave him there. Well, yeah, it does look that way, but I just seen inside the cockpit. He's like waving his hands back and forth, He'd like to get fresh air in there. And so you never know what they're dealing with inside that canopy. You know, if there's some fumes in there or, you know, obviously it's probably very hot. Um, he is out of, out of danger uh, as far as the racetrack guys are concerned. But And you can't really get to him. He's on a little island there. Hate to see him throw you up on the other side of the coin. Uh, hope you know, pretty bad place to sit for, for the remaining 30 laps of this race. Yeah, it might get a little warm with 29 laps to go. Let's give you a full field <laughs> rundown. Colton Herta is P1 with a 9.3 second lead over Joseph Newgarden. Simon Pagina was third. Jack Harvey is fourth. Scott Dixon is fifth. Kubasada was sixth. Marcus Erickson seventh. Sebastian Bourdais is eighth. Scott McLaughlin is ninth. Redis VK is tenth. Alex Below is eleventh. Will Power is twelfth. Thirteenth. Felix Rosenquist, Roman Grosjean is 14th, Pato Award 15th, Hunter Ray 16th, 17th Ed Jones, 18th Graham Rahal, 19th Connor Daly, a lap down, 20th James Hinchcliffe, two laps down, 21st Rossi Dalton Kellen out of the race in 22nd, five laps down is Jimmy Johnson who's 23rd, Max Chilton out of the race in 24th. We have had three leaders and three lead changes. Herta has led 69 laps on two occasions. Uh, Pelot has led two laps, Pagino one, but again, those were during pit stops. We've had one caution for three laps. Sato plus nine, Erickson plus nine, Power plus eight, McLaughlin plus five, Rosenquist plus four. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is IndyCar Radio. Outside producer and engineer is Rick Evans. Master control operator at our Indianapolis studio is Sam Rumsa. The director of uh, IndyCar Radio is Chris Pollock. Let's go to Jay Query. I believe it's Jimmy Johnson taking turn number three that just went flat out sideways. He is now facing in the wrong direction. Good news is everybody managed to get by him without any incident. Talking about drivers like Ramon Grosjean, Felix Rosenquist, Pata Award, Ryan hunter Ray. They all went past him, but Jimmy Johnson now sits. He had exited turn number three, which is a right-handed kink, and when he did so, that Carvana 48 just completely slid around on him. He went sideways perpendicular to the track, and then that car came resting to a stop. Jimmy Johnson now manages, now that all the traffic has gone by, to spin it around and is going to get back under power here. As a matter of fact, you probably couldn't hear it, but that was Johnson going by on the primary black tires, and then behind him, already catching up to it, the pace car with Colton Herta, and you can bet a very relieved Joseph Newgarden just behind him. Lap 73, caution on the course of the streets of St. Petersburg. 
Joseph Newgarden, very happy Davey Hamilton with this caution. I mean, they, they don't wish any ill will on anyone, but uh, Colton Hurt, I would imagine, not so much, huh? Well, we know that Joseph Newgarden is happy with this yellow, and there's probably other guys in this field as well that, that feel they have a little car which behind, a little better car than the guy in front of them. So, but I'll tell you right now that Herta doesn't like it for sure. But Newgarden least has an opportunity to get behind Colton Herta, who leads this race, who's led majority of this race. Matter of fact, 71 laps here on lap 74, dominated so far, just to give it a chance. So uh, we'll have to see what happens on this restart. But now you got to remember another thing, guys. Herta. Is on the standard black tires. Newgarden's on those stickier red, and you got to remember they're not very old. Newgarden only pitted eight, four laps ago, guys, five laps ago. So uh, them are them are really good tires, and should be a little faster than what Colton has right now. Quick update from Michael Young. Yeah, Colton Herta is, of course, race strategist. Brian Herta got on the radio, I'd say about lap 50 or so, said save all the push to pass that you can. We may have a restart late in this race. We want to have as many as humanly possible. So that is what Colton has been doing, saving that uh, push to pass. Not that he's needed it. He's just been bad fast all day long, but expect him to be hitting that button on this restart. I mean, that guy is a race strategist. He's unbelievable. Just uh, Davey Hamilton, Brian Herta, uh, always thinking ahead for sure. Absolutely, you know, and I think it's always good to have a race strategist that's a former driver that understands these cars, understands how these races lay out, how they drive, where you need to be. I, I mean, he, he does a great, great job, and here he is again now for the first year um, calling the race for his son, Colton, and uh, he knows what he knows what to tell him right now, and he's right. He saved a lot of that push pass with 103 seconds left, although Newgarden saved a little bit more. He's at 114, hasn't really needed it because you can't use your push pass to kept make up 10 seconds basically of the lead so uh, it's going to be exciting to see the end of this and don't forget Pagano New Garden's teammate right behind him um, as well and he's also on those red tires uh, Nick Yoma gives a roll call at least the top 10 as they head toward turn number 10 yeah this is how they will restart it'll be Colton Herta who has been up front all day long Joseph Newgarden will restart second Simon Pagano will restart third Jack Harvey fourth Scott Dixon fifth remaining drivers in the top 10 it'll be Takuma Sato sixth Erickson seventh Borde eighth McLaughlin ninth and Renus VK 10th. Uh, Colton Herta slows the field a little bit as they snake toward that hairpin and return to that Albert Witted runway that makes up the front straightaway. And he starts that methodical climb back up through the throttle, and he gets a really good jump as the green flag flies. Joseph Newgarden is trying to keep pace, and Colton Herta is not able to check away just yet. Joseph Newgarden took a peek, tucked right back in line. Pagano holds on to third. Then it's Harvey, Dixon, Sato, Erickson, and Bourdain. Newgarden wanted to get a peek on Colton Herta. Instead, he had mirrors full of his teammate, Simon Pagano. But right now, Herta has Newgarden on him just a little bit closer now as they exit turn number four, working through turn number five. Newgarden got just a little squirrely off of five, also a little bit further back in the field, dropping back just a bit. I believe that was McLaughlin that lost the spot. But Colton Herta is still the leader, trying to hold off Joseph Newgarden. He is for now, but Joseph Newgarden is right there. They make the bend through turn number nine. Herta's advantage about two car lengths. Newgarden will close it to one car length to the left-hander of turn 10. They'll use up the curbing to the inside. Newgarden's car steps out a little bit. That'll allow Herta to hold on. And we see Will Power grabbing a spot a, a few cars back. So give Will Power one more position. Meanwhile, Newgarden gets a really good run into the hairpin. Has to climb on the binders just like that. 
He's back in the throttle, and he tucks right up behind Colton Herta. Herta's not able to pull away. It's about two-tenths of a second. Less than a car length as they make the sweeping right-hander into turn number one. Sebastian Bourdais is going to move around the car about four spots back. But meanwhile, Herta, Newgarden to turn four. Herta now has about a two-car length advantage, but Newgarden accordions that working into the righty of turn number four. Then it's the left-handed turn of turn number five. Herta doesn't make any mistakes, but neither does Newgarden, and that's the issue. Pagano's right there as well. These two drivers had miserable first race of the season. It was Newgarden making a mistake, taking out Colton Herta, and now they're dueling for a win, but still 23 laps to go as they set up for turn 10. Herta's advantage about three car lengths. Once again, Mark, it's close, but he's comfortable over for Joseph Newgard. Yeah, they're starting to step away a little bit from Simon Pagino, and uh, the kid did not flinch at all on the start, Davey. Newgarden still applies the pressure, though. Yeah, he sure does. you got to remember, he needs to do it probably pretty soon. He has the softer red compound tires or the softer, you know, the, what we call the qualifying tire on. If he has the speed to do it, it'd be with these tires. As he runs these tires, guys, they're going to wear out quicker than the, the blacks that Colton Herta has. So I think he's in a bit of trouble. Colton, I see kind of sliding around in turn two and turn three, but he's not abusing those tires. And, and uh, I think Newgarden, if he's going to do it, he needs to do it soon. 22 laps to go. The front two starting to step up a bit from Simon Pagino. Jack Harvey is in the fourth position. Scott Dix in the top five. And they'll make, their, about, way, they'll make their way around how, Pioneer Park. Davey, it's Herta trying to hold on to Newgarden. Yeah, it's some exciting racing, too. How about uh, Sato putting pressure on Scott Dixon right now for that fifth spot? That's good to run right there with Erickson right behind him. You got uh, you got Dixon, Sato, Erickson, Bourdais, and VK all nose to tell, guys. That's from fifth to ninth. Yeah, it seems like from about fifth on back to about the 13th position, things have really heated up, and we see another pass for position, I believe, of Alexander Rossi, who's two laps down to go. A couple of cars got by him at turn 10. Yeah, I think he's just trying to get out of the way of drivers like Will Power, who's running in the 11th position, uh, Felix Rosenquist, who is in 12th. Those drivers have uh, their sights on moving up to the field, so Rossi doing the better thing to get out of the way. Yeah, Ryan Hunter Ray, some of the other drivers with yep. fast race cars who got shuffled back in the pack trying to work their way around some of those cars that are laps down. Grosjean and Hunter Ray engaged in a pretty good battle. That's the battle for the 14th position. Meanwhile, back up front, it's about a half a second lead for Colton Herta. Colton Herta is able to step away a little bit from Joseph Newgarden. Simon Pagno has dropped to 1.7 seconds left back. Jay Query. James Henchcliffe in turn number four got loose, and when he did so, he collected Ed Jones. The issue is James Henchcliffe was able to get by. He is a lap down, of course. Ed Jones did not get make it, make it out of turn number four, and as a result, a full-course caution is going to come out here again on the streets of St. Petersburg. And Davey Hamilton, Colton Herta, it looks like he's going to have to hold off Joseph Newgarden again, and that lead had increased to nine-tenths of a second. Yeah, it sure did. And now we're going to watch the replay just real quick here. Boy, yeah, it looked like Jones actually, he actually just got in too hot on, on, uh, Hinchcliffe and kind of, kind of caused his own problem there and, and spun around and lost, uh, lost fire to that car. So they're going to have to get him turned around, fired back off. But I'll have to say this with Herta Newgarden, Mark, he did. He pulled out that one second lead, basically. Uh, Newgarden's going to get another shot on it, but I have to think if I'm in Colton Herta's shoes, I got all kinds of confidence that I have the tire that's going to last longer, uh, because it's the standard black. 
back and not the softer red. And I think he's in good shape, guys. Uh, well, Davey, uh, that's a questionable move, quite frankly, by Ed Jones, especially trying to make it on a car that's a lap down. Yeah, you know that was uh, definitely questionable on that uh, on that move right there. He he, you know, he maybe thought that Hinch was going to pull over, but even if he did, he turned in really early. And when you, when you turn in that early and try to make a sharp corner, these cars don't react like that. You got to kind of get the flow of it going, and just a bit of a mistake. Uh, Jones is a great great driver. He's been out of the cockpit for a while. Had the opportunity to get in this Dell Coin ride, and and uh, he, he's he's good. We know he's good. He'll make the best of it. But you got to remember, this is a new combination, guys. Is only second time together, so they're figuring things out. Jones probably a little excited. Like I say, hasn't been behind the wheel for quite a while. He wants a result. Davey, some guys in the top ten that uh, if, if, if we hold on over the last 20 laps and things stay the way they are, starting off the season with back-to-back top ten finishes potentially, uh, it's been a good start to the season so far for guys like uh, Jack Harvey, Marcus Erickson, and Sebastian Bourdais. Yeah, really good. Uh, and Bourdais, you know, he's been a little lucky today, right? I mean, his car had radio problems and barely got back in the lineup to starting that fifth position where he qualified. And then the very first lap kind of banged that nose up a little bit, but did some damage to it, but not slowing him down. But right now, in that eighth position, looking really, really good. As you say, you, you know, you got to put Dixon in there every time. I mean, that guy's just always there, right? I mean, he's the guy that, that seems to be the toughest, and by the way, um, right, the guy that his teammate uh, that won the first race is currently the points leader, but guess what? Scott Dixon with uh, with a third and right now sitting fifth, sits second only six points behind him in points. We left Texas a year ago, Davey Hamilton. Ed Carpenter was not happy with Rita's VK. I think he's probably a lot happier with v, uh, Rita's VK this time, uh, this time around, at least to start the season. A seventh place finish at Barber. He's been in the top ten all day. He's currently ninth. Yeah, you know, and I think a situation with VK is Ed knows he has a good guy that knows how to go fast. Um, his problem is maybe a little too fast too soon. We've seen him right off in Texas. Like you said, Mark, he crashed right first practice session, and then he crashed again in the race. And then, you know, it seems like the first time outs for him are tough. He goes to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for a test uh, a few weeks back, crashes right his first time out there as well. So um, just needs to contain that a little bit. But I'll tell you what, on these road and street courses, he is really really good and Ed is a master on the oval so if he could teach him a little bit of that oval technique and and VK could just stay out of trouble he's a guy to be reckoned with. Boy that was not a good lap at all for Ed Jones because going into turn number one we're getting a look at the replay. He clipped the car of Pato Award and uh, Michael Young you say that the folks in the pit box for Pato Award they noticed that contact between he and Ed Jones before Jones had that contact later with Hinch. Yeah, it's not been a good day for Pato Award. As hard as he has been pushing, he has nose damage, so the crew will await Pato. The pits are open this time by, I believe, Pato running back in that 17th position. So as the crew awaits Pato Award, they have a couple of T-wrenches in hand, and they will go to work on the nose of that car. They will remove that nose and then replace it with a brand-new one. He will have scuffed reds to go to the end of the race, but everybody else has enough fuel, so it's going to be tough for Pato to pick up any positions, but Certainly, if anybody can do it, it'll be Pato Award. So here he comes with that nose damage. Indeed, the front of that nose cone is really tore off and on the sides as well. They will work to get that nose off. It comes off relatively easy, having a problem with, with some of the cabling in that nose itself. There they get that off, that tether. They'll get it off, and now we'll get that nose back on. But man, oh man, Mark James, for, for a guy who was so promising in that race last weekend at Barber Motorsports Park, this weekend has fallen apart for Pato Award. Yeah, Pato Award had a pretty good weekend all the 
in all at Barber Motorsports Park and uh, ended up, uh, you know, with with a solid finish in that race. He finished in the top five, took home a, a, a fourth in that race. So Davey Hamilton, we last pitted on lap 68 among the front runners. Uh, we've seen what Colton Herta did on the last restart. Uh, advantage for Herta. We'll see a difference between the blacks and the reds for Joseph Newgarden as we get ready to go back to green. Yeah, I think the situation would be the same. I think Colton's going to be able to pull away, and Joseph has probably used the good, I should say, out of those softer red tires as he come around turn 14, Mark. Uh, pace car is off, and Colton Herta gets back onto that uh, long straightaway, and he climbs back into the throttle. But again, he's not yet able to step away from Joseph Newgarden makes a hard dive to the inside into turn number one, and Newgarden's going to stay right there. Simon Pagno, Harvey, Dixon, the top five. Erickson appears to be an aggressor on Takuma Sato, Jay And now Takuma Sato manages to get a little bit of breathing room from Erickson. As a matter of fact, he was close in on Scott Dixon, but now, all of a sudden, a little brake smoke from Joseph Newgarden might have allowed Colton Herta to get away just a half a car length or so, but it's very, very close around Pioneer Park. It's Herta, Newgarden, Pagano, Harvey, Dixon, the top five as they make their way out of Pioneer Park. Sato will hold on to that sixth position, but Mark, the lead looks strong for Colton Herta. It's four car lengths into turn ten. Yeah, already got it up to six-tenths of a second. He's comfortable now. It goes up to nine-tenths of a second now as they exit turn number ten. Joseph Newgarden is second. Simon Pagina was third. Jack Harvey is fourth. Scott Dixon is fifth. Sato, Erickson, Bourdais, VK, and Will Power now inside the top ten. And how about the day that Will Power has put together? Looking strong is Colton Herta. Same for Newgarden and Pagino. But Jake, before long, Scott Dixon, we think, is going to draw a bead on fourth place running Jack Harvey as they exit turn number three. Colton Herta works his way into turn number four, and now Scott Dixon tries to draw in on Jack Harvey, not able to do so through four. Harvey with no issue through turn number five, then waiting right behind Scott Dixon, about two car lengths back, he gets into Kumasato. It is Scott Dixon, the veteran, the six-time IndyCar champion, about a car length behind Jack Harvey, and really stacking up around Pioneer Park, as it looks like Takumasato lost a little bit of ground. That's going to allow Marcus Erickson. He is all over the rear wing as they head to turn ten. This is a battle for sixth. Sato, though, is going to hold on. Right behind them, though, Mark Will Power. Another thrilling pass. He'll get around Renus VK. Move Will Power tonight. Dave, uh, Davey, what a ride Will Power has given that car today. Yeah, it's taken a while, guys, right? I mean, we thought we'd see it, this kind of action early on in this race. Here we are with only 15 laps to go. He's making the moves. Now, he's right behind Bourdais, too. you got to remember, he has those red tires on, but they don't seem to be slowing down any, and we'll see if he can click another one off and get by Bourdais. Sato and Erickson is the battle for sixth, and it's a tight one, and Sebastian Bourdais is watching that with Jake Query as they clear turn number three. Crazy day for Sebastian Bourdais, as we talked about. The issues that he thought were going to plague him at the beginning of the race managed to find his way back into his starting position. Now finding his way, watching that battle of which you're talking about. But again, everybody through four and five, now that this track is more than rubbered down, seems to find that grip. It can be a tricky area, but no issues for anybody through Pioneer Park. Sato, Erickson, Bourdais, 6th, 7th, and 8th, all drivers that uh, had a cup of tea in Formula 1. Sato will lead that train into turn number 10. Bourdais gets 
gets really close on the rear wing. Up front, though, Mark, Joseph Newgard not going away. He just got to within a car length and a half of Colton Herta. Yeah, I don't know if Colton Herta bobbled somewhere on the racetrack, but that lead was at 1.1 seconds, and now it's down to four-tenths of a second. Colton Herta climbs on the binders. He sweeps it hard into that right-hander, switches it back to the left. Just a little bit of a left-hander. They are nose-to-tail as they head to turn number four. And Colton Herta kind of slipped just a little bit heading into turn number four, maybe to try to interrupt that air a bit for Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden is right there in the tire tracks. It literally is at most a car length and a half between them. Colton Herta, Joseph Newgarden right behind him. It's Herta on the primary black tires. Newgarden on the alternate reds. Just 14 laps to go. They'll stream out of turn number eight, set up to the kink in turn nine. Herta's advantage is about two car lengths. Newgarden not close enough to get alongside. Colton Herta used it up all the racetrack he can out of turn 10 the advantage is three car lengths interesting to note that that boy how times have changed just a week ago they were running in this order finished in this order but 22nd and 23rd now they are battling it out for the race win colton herna has gathered it back up a bit jake it was down to three tenths of a second a moment ago and colton herna now stretches it back out to five tenths of a second they have about a two second lead over third place running simon passion has Colton Herta taken the best punches Joseph Newgarden can throw, or is Newgarden simply waiting for the right time to lay the haymaker? That's the question right now. They have themselves a 12-car length advantage over Simon Pagano. Then you wait about 10 back before you get to Jack Harvey, Scott Dixon, Dixon in front of Sato. The question is, does Newgarden even want to throw a haymaker after a miserable start to the season for these two drivers? Herta, though, leads Joseph out of turn number nine. Mark, those two have a big gap, 3.3 seconds over Simon Pagano. If this thing stays green, looks like it's a two-horse race for the St. Pete Grand Prix. I know Pagano would like to tighten things up, Davey, but given the fact that he really had an uneventful weekend at Barber Motorsports Park and he finished 12th on the day, I think he's going to be happy if he can hold on to this podium finish. Yeah, right now, I agree that 100%, Mark. He's in that new Australian gold car. He wants a good result for them for the first-time sponsors. Three seconds behind leader Colton Herta, but he's also got about three seconds ahead of Harvey, who's behind him. So he's kind of in a a comfortable place there. Nobody's pressuring him. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the speed to go any farther forward, but anytime you can step on that podium, it's a good day. And speaking of Jack Harvey, he's developed a bit of comfort. He's lost track of Simon Pagano, but he has gotten about a one-second lead over Scott Dixon. Davey, it's been a good day for Jack Harvey. Yeah, really good day. I'm impressed with Jack. You know, he's, he's we haven't talked much. He, he, he started on the outside front row, went right to second behind Colton Herta, stayed there for a long time, had some good stops, finds himself uh, in between two champions, and that's Pagano and Dixon. And and uh, what a great run fight by uh, Jack Harvey in that XM car. I mean, the Auto Nation and, and, and that team, really a one-car team with uh, an alliance with Andretti Autosports. So uh, hats off to those guys, man. Good job. Newgarden really got a late run into that final turn and was able to inch up behind Colton Herta. The thing is, though, Colton was a bit more consistent through that corner, and that lead has not shrunk down at all. I'd say it was five-tenths of a second a few moments ago. Now it's back to four-tenths of a second. Colton Herta has led 86 laps on the day. Question is, Jake Query, is he going to lead the one that counts? Yeah, that's the question because I will admit, each time he comes here into view off of turn number three, you can visibly see that it looks like he has breathing room, but the New Garden closes it in 
into turn number four. Nick, as they now work their way headed towards turn number 10, that straight line speed is where Holt, uh, Herta tries to get some breathing room again. Yeah, it seems like it's the second half of the lap where Joseph Newgarden is able to really close in on Colton Herta. Not able to do it this lap, though, as they're going to see 10 laps to go out of the final corner. Mark Herta stretched it out four car lengths to the final corner. If we look back in the field among the top 10, there's still a pretty decent battle for the sixth position. That's Takuma Sato and Marcus Erickson, and uh, that one is about four-tenths of a second. So uh, we're going to see if he can hold him off, talking about Sato and Erickson. Sato has been mixing it up all day long. Erickson has been mixing it up all day long. They have stepped out a bit from uh, Will Power and company. Power trying to keep pace, and uh, again, a miraculous day for Will Power. He's worked his way up to the eighth position in his car. He's been very methodical with his approach, and clearly over this last stint, he has a bad, fast race car. Nick Yeoman, meanwhile, seven-tenths of a second now for Colton Herta. Yeah, it's, it's starting to get comfortable for Colton Herta, as you mentioned. Seven-tenths of a second as they bend through turn number nine. That advantage is going to be five car lengths. Herta gets to turn ten first. Newgarden's going to chase after him. They roar out of turn ten. It'll stay five or six car lengths for the young driver from California. Davey, you've worked closely with this kid. What impresses you the most about Colton Herta? Is there any one thing you can put your finger on? Well, I think it's just the pure maturity that the kid has. I mean, it seems like when you talk to him and the call, how calm and collective he is and the feedback that he gives, it just seems like he's a veteran and, and that uh, nothing really seems to shake him. And uh, he's very impressive. And obviously he has the skill. I mean, that's, that's the obvious part. But I think the most impressive thing is just how good he is at feedback and how calm he is. And, guys, if this race is to end like this, He's going to gain 18 positions in the points championship from basically dead last to fourth. So how impressive is that? Didn't get a chance to run the Reds much uh, during practice and qualifying last weekend at Barber. Scratched his head a bit over the Reds. Lucky for him, Davey, this last stint's been on the blacks. He hadn't need to worry about the Reds and how they handle in this race. Yeah, that's right. We asked him about it, and he thought they were going to hang on pretty good. But at this point, no matter what happens, I think he has all the confidence he's been able to uh, take on that challenge that New Garden's given him the last couple times and actually pull away with a, almost a one-second lead right now. Uh, and I think New Garden's tires, those reds are finally starting to give up and not be he's not able to keep up with Colton right now. So Colton, no matter, even if another yellow comes out and there's another restart, I think he has all the confidence in the world that he's going to be able to pull this thing off. Nine laps to go, Jake Query. And one thing's for sure, as frustrated he was and as anxious as he was to leave Barber, he put that in the rearview mirror quickly. No question about it. And he keeps Joseph Newgarden in the rearview mirror. Talking about Colton Herta, who works his way now into turn number five. Then it's Newgarden. Maybe, Nick Yeoman, you were right. Newgarden might have said, you know what? Right now, I've got that second. Let's see if Herta's the one that bobbles. He hasn't done it so far yet today. But Joseph Newgarden has him in sight. But, Nick, that sight seems to be a little bit further away than it was last time by. Yeah, there is no doubt that that yellow and black car with blue accents gained bridge of sponsorship for Colton Herta. It is getting smaller and smaller out of that arrow screen for Joseph Newgard. It's a 1.3 second advantage. Mark, there is no doubt Colton Herta starting to pull away from Joseph Newgard. Uh, with uh, eight laps to go, let's get an update on Colton Herta pit road with Michael Young. 
Yeah, Brian keeps coaching Colton lap after lap. He says New Garden saving all his push to passes. Push to passes. He has 71 seconds left. 71 seconds left. He's saving him. But as you guys just said, boy, Colton pulling away. I don't know if Joseph New Garden will even have the tire to get him, even if that push to pass were to get him up underneath that rear wing. Uh, seven laps to go. Let's give you a full field rundown. Herta, your leader, by 1.4 seconds over Joseph Newgarden. Pagino, Harvey, and Dixon, the top five. Sato is sixth. Erickson is seventh. Power is eighth. Renas VK is ninth. Sebastian Bourdais is tenth. McLaughlin is eleventh. Rosenquist is twelfth. Pelot is thirteenth. Fourteenth is Grosjean. Fifteenth is Hunter Ray. Sixteenth is Rahal. Seventeenth is Connor Daly. Eighteenth, the lap down is James Hinchcliffe. Nineteenth, the lap down is Pato Award. The lap down in 20th is Ed Jones. Two laps down in 21st is Alexander Rossi. Jimmy Johnson is five laps down in 22nd. Out of the race in 23rd is Dalton Kellett. And out of the race 24th, Max Chilton. Will Powers plus 12 today. Sato plus 9 along with Erickson. Rosenquist is plus 5. Grosjean is plus 4. Uh, Herta has led 91 laps on two separate occasions. Below and Pagino led a couple of laps between them because of cautions. Three leaders, three lead changes, three caution periods for just nine laps. And Davey, the lead has swollen to 1.4 seconds. And I think if you're Joseph Newgarden, given the disastrous finish at Barber Motorsports Park, you yourself going to have a huge day. You're going to be plus 13 of the points if you hold on to P2. That's right. It's like a pass uh, behind, beside, behind Colton Herta. And, yeah, just take it what it is. He has no pressure from Pagano behind him. He's got a four-second lead over Pagano. And so uh, he needs to just to get by, finish this after a terrible weekend last weekend for both the drivers in first and second. Uh, well, what a way to dig. You know, we talked about the championship and how every race counts and how every point counts. Boy, they, they came back with a vengeance talking about Herta and New Garden to get themselves right back in that uh, in that points battle. Uh, they roar down the straightaway, and Tom Hansing leans out of the flag stand and holds the five fingers up, indicating that's how many laps we have until this one gets to the twin checkers, and it's Newgarden, Pagino, Harvey, and Dixon, then Sato, Erickson, Power, VK, and Sebastian Bourdais. And uh, Jake Query, uh, we thought Erickson was going to try to pull up on Sato, but he hadn't been able to do much with him yet. Now, hasn't been able to do much, and it's Will Power who he actually sees charging in his mirrors. Power, of course, who used the latter part of this race to really start coming and making up some ground. We'll see whether or not he is able to get in on the Swede, Marcus Erickson. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's a uh, salvaging-type effort for Will Power, a good second-place run at Barber Motorsports Park one week ago. Started 20th to get all the way up to 8th. It's been a great run for Will Power. We'll see, Mark, if he has anything for Marcus Erickson, who has been equally strong throughout the course of today. Question is, Davey, again, uh, racing defensively and being smart, if you're Will Power, I mean, if you get the chance to take that spot, I, I, I think you take it, but, uh, you know, given the fact that he started 20th and he's plus 12, the worst he's going to do is leave here second in points, uh, six points behind the leader. Yeah, exactly right. So he needs to be cautious about that, and we know Will, he is. He's going to be disappointed with an eighth-place finish if that's where he ends up. Even a seventh, he's not going to be that happy with it, but way better than the starting uh, position of 20. So uh, we knew he was going to move his way up, guys. I, I I honestly thought it may be a little bit farther than that. I thought we could see him in the top uh, top five. He's getting close to it, but I don't think he's going to make it there. Four laps to go. Nick Gilman for Colton Hurdum. After we had the pleasure to watch him perform on the road to Indy, and Indy Lights, we're not surprised. 
surprised by the success, are we? No, really not. If he can hold on, it'll be his fourth career win, and he has uh, won at some of the greatest road courses in the country. Got that first win at Circuit of the Americas. He's won at uh, Laguna Seca, won at Mid-Ohio last year, Mark, and now at St. Petersburg. He is three laps away from career win number four. Yeah, and I think as uh, Davey Hamilton has touched on in more than one occasion, it's the maturity of Colton Herta that is the most impressive. He clears turn number one, makes the switch back to turn number two, sets up for that short straightaway. With three laps to go, he's popped back into the view of Jake Query. And when he does, you can see him pop the throttle off of turn number three. That back end wiggled just a little bit, not because of any sort of mistake, but I think simply because he was getting back on the acceleration. Joseph Newgarden is still behind him, but the lead remains relatively comfortable given the dwindling number of laps left for Colton Hurd on what has been a very, very dominating day. Yeah, he has dominated as he roars through turn number nine. That advantage has grown big time this lap, Mark. It just went from 1.7 seconds up to 2.5. Hurd pulling away through turns nine and ten. Just a couple of laps left and things have sorted out a bit behind them. Hurd, Newgarden, Pagano, Harvey, Dixon, Sato, Erickson, Power, VK, and Bourdais in the top ten. And Davey, it's all about momentum headed to the month of May, but uh, we have some very challenging racetracks to start this series. By the time you get done tackling the streets of St. Petersburg, you need to kind of adjust your skill set because from here we go to a place like Texas. That's a crazy start to the season. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. We got one of the most difficult permanent courses that we go to in Barber that they that they came through first, and then we come here to a very challenging and fun St. Petersburg Tipperary Street course to the high-speed mile-and-a-half at Texas Motor Speedway, guys. We never know what to expect there other than it's going to be high-speed. Sometimes it's those to tell side-by-side for the entire race. Sometimes they get spread out, but it's always a great race there. And, and uh, what a lesson to some of these rookies once they get on that one, guys. Uh, the lead, 2.5 seconds as he makes the left-hander now and sets up for 11-12. and 12. Colton Herta trying to grab some momentum. What a solid rebound it has been for him after the disastrous start to the season at Barber Motorsports Park. He sees the white flag in the air, and Joseph Newgarden watches him sail away. The lead has grown to 2.5 seconds. Colton Herta is just about 11 turns away from victory lane on the streets of St. Petersburg. Jake Query, what's he look like at the exit of turn number three? He looks very good, and he looks better than last week's winner, Alex Pelot, who has an issue and is limping his way into turn number 10. But that is inconsequential here in terms of the ending of this race. Colton Herta has not made a mistake all day. He works his way around Pioneer Park. The clouds are starting to come out in St. Petersburg, Florida. But Nick Yeoman, the sun's been shining on this Californian all day long. And I can't imagine there's anyone smiling much larger than his father, Brian Herta, on the pit box, moves over to join that. That 26 effort this season, Colton Herta. It has been perfect all day long, Mark James. He makes his way through the final corner, bring Colton Herta home. Said he couldn't wait to get out of Birmingham, Alabama and Barber Motorsports Park. Maybe he knew what was lying in wait on the streets of St. Petersburg. Twin checkers out. A dominant day for young Colton Herta. Career win number four. He wins the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg by 2.4 seconds over Joseph Newgarden. Simon Pagino, Jack Harvey, Scott Dixon complete the top five. Davey, this young man is nah, some kind of impressive. 
Yeah, he sure is, man. He has what it takes. He's with a great organization. GameBridge came on as a, as a fantastic sponsor. First win for those guys. Uh, got his dad on the piston. And by the way, guys, guess who else is on his piston? Mario Andretti, one of the all-time greats, also on that piston with Colton Herta. So uh, I guess that we can say Mario has another victory, too, as a guy on the piston supporting this program. So uh, great to see. Uh, man, just a dominant day, guys. When you lean 97 out of 100 laps and really have no pressure the entire day. Uh, the closest anybody got to him was on the starts, and then he just continued to pull away after that. So uh, congrats to Colton and that entire team, and happy for happy for the entire bunch, man. Now, those donuts in turn number one, uh, Nick Gilman, he didn't make it easy for the rest of the field to get through turn number one. He smoked it up plenty. Those were impressive. Laid down a lot of Firestone rubber right there in front of uh, the grandstands in turn one, which again, it was so great to see a lot of fans out at the racetrack at St. Peter's this weekend as well, and yeah, four or five donuts for Colton Herta headed to victory lane for the fourth time in his very, very young IndyCar career. Uh, the fewest race leaders we've ever had have been two, but the most laps led by a, late, a race winner, Davey, 95 by Elio Castroneves, so he breaks that record. He has now led the most yeah, laps by that. a race winner here at St. Petersburg. When you break any record held by Elio Castroneves, I think you're doing pretty good. Well, when you break any record in this series, uh, having the best drivers in the world, as far as I'm concerned, in our series, and when you can break any of them, it's impressive. And to do it at such a young age that Colton is, and, man, he, he's, what a bright future he has. And we talked about this. There's so many young, good guys in this. Pato Ward last week had a great run. He was on the pole, had opportunity to win that race. We've got another young kid. These guys, they were teammates battling out in Indy Lights, and now here they are racing together, you know, in the IndyCar series. And, and then how, how about, uh, you know, New Garden. I mean, he, he won this thing twice in a row. Comes back second. Still very, very tough here. Um, Honda and Chevrolet seem to be mixed up. You got one Honda and two Chevys on the podium, but after that, it's the next four guys are in those Honda powered and the next five Chevrolet. So to me, guys, looks like a pretty equal package amongst those uh, those engine manufacturers. Uh, so, Jake Corey, I want to get some final thoughts from you. Again, 12 stories at a couple of blocks away, but you had a great view, a great call today. And, Jake, uh, I would be remiss if we didn't think the fabulous fans and congratulate Green Savory. Uh, their opener got pushed back a little bit, became the second race of the schedule, but it did nothing to dampen dampen the enthusiasm of the people of St. Petersburg. We thank them for being such gracious hosts. It was a great weekend all the way around, Mark, and a great race for the young driver, Colton Herta, as you talked about. It is true that I was some 12 stories up here on Square Mouse Balcony, but yet even from that far away, you could see the domination that was laid down. And keep in mind, Joseph Newgarden is as good as it gets, of course, with 18 career wins trying to chase him down. And that car was just flat hooked up, and Colton Herta did his job by not making a mistake. Nor did the people of St. Petersburg, as you talked about. They made no mistakes in making sure that they still came out and supported this event that has become a staple here on the IndyCar schedule. And it's great once again to be in this fantastic area and once again have a great weekend of racing. Safe travels, Jake. Thank you very much. Well done, as always. Let's go to Ryan Marine. Scott Dixon brings the PNC Bank Honda home with a top five finish here on the streets of St. Petersburg, coupling that with a strong run at Barber last year. Yeah, you don't have one in the win column like you did to get the year started last year, stringing all those wins together. But all in all, how would you assess uh, the start to your 2021 campaign? Yeah, it's been okay. It's been a bit blah, to be honest. Uh, you know, I think Barber, we did a great job as a team and, and got uh, very good points for, for a lot of us. Uh, here we seem to be a little bit off. The car was, you know, hard to get in, in a very uh, good window and comfortable one. And even in the race, you know, kind of struggled a bit with uh, 
outright pace. I feel like we were slightly better than other cars at different points. Um, nothing really happened in the pit stop exchange, which I expected apart from, you know, Rossi and Rahul getting into it, which uh, definitely helped our position at the end. But, uh, yeah, got caught out on the outside there on the start. And that dropped us back a couple, so it was uh, definitely tough from that point on. But uh, the guys in the pits, PNC car, was uh, was doing a good job, and, you know, that was it. Fifth. How difficult was it in traffic today? Because you were right there in the wars. Yeah, you just, uh, again, you know, you kind of get to about a second buffer or maybe six, seven tenths, and then you just start losing so much of the front, the tyres kind of overheat, you kind of got to back off and have a re-attempt. But it's just really hard, unless it's the restart, to really get a good run, which we did a couple of times on Pato and maybe uh, someone else. So all in all, you know, can't complain. We, we kept it uh, in one piece and, you know, got some good points. Scott Dixon gets his championship defence off with a couple of top five finishes, including P5 here in St. Pete. Not a surprise at all to hear him close out his conversation, Davey Hamilton, by mentioning points. He currently finds himself tied for second with Will Power. Both are two points back. The only two points back, you know, our last week's winner didn't have a great weekend this weekend. I see he got in the wall, and that's a, talking about Pelot in 17th position. So, uh, and then and then you got Colton shooting up in that fourth position right now. Points are mixed up. Simon rounds out the top five. But don't worry, Scott Dixon, he's looking at the big picture. He knows he has to get his car better. He calls the finish that he has the last few weeks blah. That's a third and a fifth. So um, when, when a driver says that, you know that he, he has high expectations. Uh, pretty good start to the season for Simon Pagino. Uh, he finishes in the top five, Ryan Marine, and he is just 13 points back in the battle for the championship. 13 points, Simon, out of first place in battle for the championship here. Yes, we're only two races into the season, but you've got your first podium of the year now, P3, here today. How would you assess the run in this uh, rather vibrant Aussie gold machine? Yeah, very good. Uh, street course performance is awesome. Uh, very happy all weekend. Um, you know, I couldn't ask for a, a better car. So we, um, great strategy, fantastic looking car as well. I think it made the, it made the social media for sure. Uh, thanks to Australian Gold, uh, new new partner affiliates of Minard. So uh, it's great to have them here. Hopefully we get to see that gold car more often. Yeah, I like it. And the results are good so far. How about the challenge that this series presents? We've done a natural terrain road course at Barber last week. Streets here in St. Petersburg, and then a double header on the on the Oval of Texas next week. I mean, it's uh, that's how it gets. You know, it's uh, that's the beauty of IndyCar. You know. Uh, diversity, I should say. Um, different racetracks, different style. The champions really going to be the one deserving it the most. So um, that's what makes this series so special. Congratulations on a good run here in St. Pete. Thank you. That's Simon Pagino. To victory lane. Yeah, and Michael victory Young. lane with Colton Herda. Yeah, Colton. It uh, we'll have a little delay, so we'll see how Colton does with an audio delay as his father comes in and gives him a hug. Colton, that uh, from the basement to the penthouse, all in a couple of weekends. What a fantastic run today! Congratulations. Everybody did such a good job, and and so happy that all the fans could be here. Uh, so awesome to be back in St. Pete and in front of twenty thousand people on a sold out crowd. It's amazing. So. Uh, what a what a start! What a what a restart for the weekend. You know, obviously a bad weekend in Barber and coming out on the win here. Uh, tremendous job by everybody at, at uh, Group 1001 Gamebridge. Happy to be powered by Honda. Uh, what a weekend! You were in cruise mode, and then the cautions came out not once but twice. And Joseph Newgarden had those reds on. At all nervous? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, it was a little more stressful than it had to be. Uh, you know, he's he's really good around here, one of the masters around here. And uh, when you give him new red tires on a restart with me on blacks, I thought I was done for. 
but the tires seem to hang in there. They seem to get up to uh, temp quick, so uh, so happy. You broke a record. 97 laps led. The current record held by Elio Castro Neves with 95. It's quite a feat. Uh, at this track? At this track. That's awesome. I know Elio's here, so I'll have to uh, bust his balls about that. <laughs> Congratulations. There he is, race fans. Uh, Colton Herta, what a great victory for him today. Career win number four here in Victory Lane. That's a perfect way to wrap up that interview. Well done, Colton Herta. Let's go to Ryan Marine. Joseph Newgarden's last three results here in St. Petersburg, first, first, and second, and you were pushing hard to make it three wins in a row, no question about it. That last restart, did you have anything for Colton, or did he have the field covered today? I was close, but I I think he definitely had us covered. You know, we had a good opportunity with the yellows. Um, It definitely brought us back into the mix, and uh, I just didn't want to overextend myself if the opportunity wasn't perfect, and I felt like it wasn't the perfect opportunity to try and take the pass. So, you know, I, I, I looked for it. It just wasn't quite there. So, you know, podium's pretty nice. I uh, wish we could have gotten that three in a row. But, you know, we're back on the board, and, and that's what we needed after last weekend. From the disappointment last week, didn't complete a lap. That's after you completed every lap in the 2020 season. You bounced back with a really strong run here today. How much does that propel you then out of the disappointment of week one into the rest of the season? Yeah, it's good for our boys. You know, obviously, they, they did a great job. Um, happy for them to get a good result. I think we can get a win here soon enough. You know, we keep our heads down. So, um, yeah, good hard-fought day for, for Team Chevy with the Hitachi car and happy to go on to next week. Second today, that jumps you up 13 positions in points, something like 20 points out of the points lead, leaving round number two. You, you like that position? Granted, we're very early on in the season. Yeah, I mean, it's early. Look, you know, I mean, we can't even start looking at it, I don't think. So, um, you know, we'll be fine. We just got to keep our heads down, keep some keep some results rolling, and we'll be okay. Good luck in Texas. Thanks. That's Joseph Newgarden. Uh, good stuff. And uh, Davey Hamilton, you mentioned that back for the manufacturer's championship and uh, it stands at 178 to 148 honda leading chevy after the advantage was 90 to 73 coming into this race yeah you know honda has as we say the the top seven there's only two chevrolets in there but they happen to be second third so they're still fighting away at it there's more hondas in the field than chevy have a little advantage there as well but i have to say i'm always impressed uh when you see the manufacturers be so tight and and see them mixed out throughout the field i just like that good competition Uh, when you start up front you want to finish up front that's what jack harvey did today ryan marini comes home fourth that's right, after starting P2, a P4 result and a big old blister on that left hand. Yeah. You called it a little one. You showed it to me. It doesn't work great on radio, but uh, to say the least, you were dealing with some discomfort, right, during the course of that race? It started hurting quite early on, and no point radio in the team because they would have just told me to deal with it and crack on, but uh, I think that was a solid day. Obviously, whenever you start on the front row, you want to finish on the podium, uh, but overall, I think the number 60 All Nation Sirius XM Honda was... Working really well. Uh, would have been awesome to be on the podium with it being Alternation's home race, but um, it's been a really great start to the year, and that's what we didn't have last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with everyone at Myershank Race, and everyone's been, you know, working their butts off to try and have these results. Uh, and I know we're just so close to, you know, pole position now and getting the podium. But uh, if we keep working hard, it'll, it'll be there and it'll come. It's just. Uh, as I sit here, like right now, I can't help but be a little disappointed. But on the other hand, it's a second-year full-time team, and you end up sandwiched between a couple of series champions, uh, Pagano and Dixon, on either side of you. That's pretty good company. Yeah, seven championships between us. It's crazy. Uh, no, I mean it was great. I mean, you know, we were we were racing with you know the best.
best drivers on the on the grid and you know that's where we want to be because we want to be one of the best drivers and best team combos out there and you know one of the things I, I'm trying to get us away from is being you know the little team that uh, you know the underdog or anything like that. I just want to be the team that did you know I don't care if we're the biggest team the smallest team I believe in everyone at the team my shank racing is really really doing a good job and I'm so grateful for the support from Alternation, Sirius XM. Just want to keep, we just want to get better, mate. We just want to win. I just want to win so bad. Well, last thing for you, it's a big weekend for your sponsor, Auto Nation. So to deliver a nice result with so many of their dignitaries here, that has to add a little bit to the accomplishment. It was mega. You know, Alternation celebrating their 25th anniversary, you know, $25 million raised for Drive Pink. Uh, I mean, what an awesome weekend for us and, you know, great weekend to be able to deliver that performance for them. Good luck in Texas. Thank you. Jack Harvey brings it home, P4. I, I like Jack Harvey. I do. Good stuff. Uh, really happy for that race team and thrilled for our partnership with, uh, you know, his sponsor, Sirius and XM. And, uh, boy, when you perform like that and in front of uh, the sponsor, Auto Nation, Nick Yeoman, uh, that's that's going to score huge points for sure. Yeah, that's exactly what he needed to do, right? I mean, that that's a second-year team, as Ryan talked about. They're just going to continue to get more and more comfortable. They're going to continue to get faster and faster. They're going to add Helio Castroneves. Yeah. Yeah, into the mix in the month of May, and the the, uh, the boost that that's going to be for Jack Harvey's confidence has got to be huge. So, yeah, that is an organization, Mark. You want to talk about trending in the right direction? I would say Michael Shank and Jim Meyer got to be pretty happy with their organization right now. Uh, post-race continues when we come back to St. Petersburg. Well, he needs no introduction. If you could see him, you'd know who he was right away. But uh, since this radio, this is radio, we'll let you know we're happy to be joined by the president of Texas Motor Speedway, Eddie Gossage, one of the best of the business, a huge racing fan, and certainly a fan of the NTT IndyCar Series. Eddie, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Glad to be here with you, Mark. And I'm a, I am a huge IndyCar fan. Always have been. Yeah, well, doubleheader at Texas Motor Speedway. The Genesis 300 on May the 1st, Expel 375 on May 2nd. You kind of set the stage for the month of May, and I know you're thrilled about that opportunity. Well, you know, the month of May is special, uh, and all of us race fans know that. So to be able to kick off the month of May and uh, all the way through to the Indy 500, the greatest race in the world, uh, that's really something we're proud of. And, uh, you know, I hope everybody gets and, and, and affiliates us with the Indy 500 because uh, we're we're just honored to be able to play that role, to give these guys, uh, these teams some experience uh, on the Oval this, before they get to Indianapolis. And uh, we hope everybody here locally realizes that uh, it means a great deal to be part of the month of May with all of its rich racing history and, and uh, heritage. As always the case at Texas Motor Speedway, I'm seeing some incredibly affordable ticket options. Prices range from 10 to $40. Uh, we got t- kids' tickets for 10 bucks, adults for 25 on up. So, you know, here in this market, you pay 30 40 bucks minimum to park your car to go see basketball, baseball, hockey. At the Dallas Cowboys, you pay 75 bucks to park your car. You can bring your family out here and watch for as much as it costs you to pay to park the other places. Right. Parking's free here. So we got a deal for you, and we're not, not going to turn anybody away. Trust me. We want to have everybody show up. We don't want price to be an issue. Eddie Gossage, president of Texas Motor Speedway, is our guest. So uh, the important question we all have to ask, it's a part of our lives nowadays, what protocols are in place for your races at Texas Motor Speedway? <laughs> Well, here we want to be smart, want to be, uh, you know, good citizens of uh, this society. But in the state of Texas, there are no restrictions. Uh, we do urge you to wear a mask. We urge you to, you know, be smart.
smart, social distancing, things of that nature, but it's up to the individual. And so we're not limited on crowd. We're not limited on what you can and can't do. Uh, we just want everybody to be smart about it so that uh, we're all nice and healthy. We've been a, a mega site giving out as many as uh, a little over 15,000 vaccinations in a single day, uh, but we've uh, done about uh, 400,000 vaccinations here on site. So we're big supporters of getting your vaccination, and let's all get back to normal as quickly as we can. You can follow him on Twitter, at Eddie Gossage. He interacts with fans all the time. TexasMotorSpeedway.com for ticket information. It's the doubleheader weekend. It's the Genesis 300 May 1st. Expel 375 on May the 2nd. Eddie Gossage, we know you're a huge fan of the TT IndyCar Series. We appreciate it, and we always appreciate your hospitality of you and our outstanding group when uh, when we come to Texas. Well, it's an honor to have IndyCar here, and just can't wait to see everybody unload and go fast, uh, because that's what this place is, the fastest track on the IndyCar circuit, and there's uh, so much talent in the series this year. We can't wait for to drop the green flag, not once, but twice, and see what happens. Second win over Joseph Newgarden, Pagano, Harvey, Dixon, Sato, Erickson, Power, VK, and Bourdais, the top ten. Davey, who outside of Colton Herta and Joseph Newgarden impressed you the most today? Well, you know, obviously Scott Dixon just, you know, plugging along. He finds himself second in the championship right now. I think Sato did an outstanding job moving his way forward in the field. And and after that, you know, I, I just think, you know, the, a lot of bad luck for the rest of the guys. We, we didn't see anything out of Daly, Grosjean. Hunter Ray didn't have a great day either. Um, I think Erickson, that's another one. I think Erickson had a decent day in that P7 position. And, um, you know, VK, I guess he's had a couple good uh, couple good runs. So now, now we got two races under our belt, as you said at two totally different racetracks. Now we're going to go to the third racetrack that's completely different as well. Back to the ovals, guys. High-speed ovals, as, as the promoter Eddie Gossi said, uh, it's a great racetrack. Uh, it's unlimited uh, uh, fans there, so hopefully we pack that place and, and see a couple great night races. But right now, uh, the two impressive guys, or well, you got to say the three, that's consistent. Don't count out below. You know, it's going to be interesting to see him on that oval, leading the points by two over Power and Dixon. So uh, we'll see how we come out of Texas. Uh, Davey, I know that this Texas Motor Speedway is a lot different than the one you raced on, for sure. Uh, but, but but being that it is an oval, uh, it, it is, is it good to have an oval like this? I mean, can we equate the, this at all to once upon a time when we used to have Phoenix before we got to the month of May? I mean, I know we race on the uh, road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway before we get to the 500, but are these teams happy to have this time spent on that oval, even though it's a lot different than IMS? You know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it's so much different than Indy, the way that we run that course. And, and Phoenix, for years and years, uh, before I even, I even thought about being able to become an IndyCar racer, they always said that Phoenix is, if you do good at Phoenix, you, more than likely you're going to do good at Indy. And for whatever reason, that one mile over oval kind of translated into how you're going to do at Indy, and it seemed like a lot of winners came out of both those. I don't think Texas is the same. I think that it's just it's a high bank, super fast. You're wide open most of the way around there. you got to have friends you're in the draft a lot um i think it's a fantastic racetrack i think it's ones that we need to be on i actually wish we were on a few more uh, facilities like that you know i'm i miss going to uh you know even like kentucky or kansas city i thought those were always great racetracks as well uh, but getting back to phoenix would be outstanding mark but right now it's exciting to have dallas come up before indy and and get these guys a little 
oval um, you know, experience before the 500. Get them used to the high speed. Get them used to the high speed pit stops and and playing. You know, having spotters in their ears too. Uh, well done as always, Davey. Safe travels. We'll see you at Texas Motor Speedway. All right, guys. Thank yep. you. Guys. Uh, so, Nick Yeoman, outstanding weekend of racing. Mother Nature cooperated. So happy for Mayor Rick Christ, but at the city of uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, you know, Kevin Savory, Kim Green, Green Savory Promotions, uh, Steve Bidlack, their outstanding media relations coordinator. Everyone associated with this event, hats off to them. A job well done. And thanks to the residents of St. Petersburg making us feel welcome as always. Mark, this was the race weekend where essentially the world got turned upside down a year ago. That's right. And now 13 months later, it's just good to, to for things to start to feel normal. Of course, we saw a ton of fans out of the racetrack, some really good racing, some young American talents getting to victory lane. It, uh, Yeah, once again, we leave St. Petersburg, like both of us saying, they checked a lot of boxes. This is a race that I think is going to stay on the IndyCar calendar for many, many years to come. Uh, well done. Safe travels. We'll see you in Texas. Appreciate it, Mark. Uh, full field rundown. Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Colton Herta, your winner by 2.4 seconds over Joseph Newgarden. Simon Pagino, Jack Harvey, Scott Dixon, Takuma Sato, Marcus Erickson, Will Power, Ritas VK, and Sebastian Bourdais, the top 10. McLaughlin, 11th. Rosenquist, 12th. Grosjean was 13th. Ryan Underray, 14th. 15th, Ray Hall. 16th, Daly. 17th, below. 18th, James Hinchcliffe. 19th, Pato Award. 20th, Ed Jones. 21st, Alexander Rossi. 22nd, Jimmy Johnson. 23rd, Dalton Kellett. 24th, Max Chilton. Your points look like this. Below leads by two over Will Power and Scott Dixon. Five points. Back is Colton Herta. Simon Pagin was 13 points back. Movers on the day Will Power plus 12, Sato, Erickson plus 9, Rosenquist, Grosjean plus 5. Colton Herta led 97 laps, breaking Elio's record. Previous high was 95. He led on two separate occasions. Below led a couple of laps. Pagino led one lap. So three leaders, three lead changes, three cautions for just nine laps. The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg was brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Racing Electronics in-car race communications provided by Racing Electronics. The Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a, like a henchman. By Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Coors Light, the official partner of the IndyCar Series, made to chill. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Borg Water, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Owens Corning, official safer barrier provider of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton, helping me in the booth. Nick Yeoman in the pits, Ryan Marine and Michael Young. In the turns, Jake Query, our chief engineer and on-site producer is Rick Evans. Satellite services by Scott Forget. Our producer, master control operator at our Indianapolis studios is Sam Rumsa. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James inviting you to join us here next weekend for the Texas Two-Step. We'll be at Texas Motor Speedway on Saturday for the Genesis 300 starting at 7 Eastern and on Sunday for the XBEL 375 starting at 4.30 Eastern. In the meantime, listen to classic IndyCar races 24-7 on IndyCar.com slash radio or the TuneIn app.
The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.